As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. And Anthony Lionheart Smith. Hey, first of all, man, thank you so much because I know, obviously, you've got a big day on Saturday and you've got the weigh-ins tomorrow. It's a title fight, but you're taking the time out to talk to us. Really, really appreciate it. How's uh, how's fight week going down so far? Going good, man. Going good. Yeah, sorry we uh, we were supposed to, to talk yesterday, but uh, it was crazy, man. Crazy uh, uh, over here, I guess. No, 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 no. Don't be silly, man. Don't be silly. Hold on. These windows are all over the place. There we go. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, Glover. The last time I saw you, we were sitting at UFC 282. You were two seats down from me, sitting there with your wife and Alex Pereira, enjoying the fights. Obviously, Jan Blachowicz, Magomed Ankalaev, go to a draw. And then all of a sudden, you get told you're fighting for the belt in, in a few weeks. Talk me through that whole situation, please, from your perspective. It was a crazy situation, man. Like, uh, we talk about it. We watch the fight together, right? Like, you right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I, I don't even know, man. How It was like, uh, this is a fight game, you know? I guess I, was, I, I, um, I sit back and let everything to take care of itself because there's nothing I can do. I'm like, what can I what can control? Is my training, my fight, you know, I'm over, I'm over there fighting. Those kind of situation was like very, very hard to deal. So I try not to stress at all about it. Mm. And uh, that's what I did. It. And um, and look what happened. We're here in Rio de Janeiro fighting for the belt. And this is amazing, man. I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, I mean, is this the first time you fought for the UFC in Brazil? No, no, not for the first time. Uh, okay. I fought uh, a few times in Brazil. I already fought two times in Rio. This is my oh, third okay. time in Rio, uh, but first time for the belt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's just incredible. Let me ask you because you were supposed to, at some point in your mind, you were going to fight for the belt. You were going to get the winner. Obviously, Yiri pulled out of the rematch. Um, when you found out that the fight was going to go down. I don't know what four weeks time, three four weeks. I mean, how did you feel about that? Was that ideal? Were you ready? You know, or was it a bit of a rush? No, yeah, I, I, I was ready to go because uh, I was doing a camp for uh, Jiri, and um, you know, I, I I just stay focused. Of course, I, uh, I I bring it down because I was already picking for mm-hmm. for the fight when the fight my fight got canceled. So I just uh, relaxed a little bit, you know. I still, I still fit. It's good. My weight's still down. So I keep my weight down, and I still training. And when they say you fight in Brazil, you want to fight in Brazil, I was like, hell yeah, man! I want to go. Let's go. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, talk to me about Jamal Hill. Obviously, extremely powerful with the hands, right? You know, you've got way more experience than him. You've got probably had, you've probably got more knockouts than he's had fights. You know what I'm saying? So, but he is dangerous on the feet. He's only been beaten one time by a submission. When you look at this fight, Glover, and you analyze it, you know, how do you see it? What is your path to victory? My path to victory is the grind, man. Is to get in his face, you know, uh, uh, fent, fent, go for for punches, go for takedowns. The way I always fight. I don't have a too much like oh, this guy. But for sure, I'm always like uh, the key to victory is to take a guy down and ground and pound and uh, and work on it. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It it seems like you two. Th th there's no bad blood, right? But there was. Yeah, I saw you had a, a face off in front of the arena. It was very, very intense. But there's no bad blood, right? No, not at all, man. You know, I uh, I, I have no bad blood, no with no one beats me. You know. Yeah. I'm I, everybody, uh, and I respect him a lot, and uh, I'm glad that he's here. Glad that he take the fight, and uh, 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 of course he would, you know, title fight. Yeah. But uh, just happy, man. This face yeah, off man. was good, you know. It's like uh, so. Let's do yeah. a real one. I can't wait, man. It's going to be an incredible fight, you know. Um, if you win or you lose, obviously you're 43 years old, Glover. I'm 43. It's crazy that you're still fighting at this time. My body's falling apart, right? And I'm sure that yours, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure when you get out of bed in the morning, you've got a, a few sore muscles and bones and things like that. But win or lose, uh, you know, how many more fights do you think you've got left in you, Glover? I don't know, man. I like to say 10 more, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so, man. You know, Bisping, I leave it like uh, it's time. Like, uh, I'm very blessed that I don't have a, a major injury. You know, of course, we always have uh injury here or this hurt here, the knee here, the, the, the hip a little bit, but nothing crazy that mm. I have a major injury. So, uh, Cause right now I'm just having fun, man. Like I, I, I even uh, joke yesterday. Say I'm in my prime, man, because yeah. I feel like at older age I've been fighting better because I've been come myself better. You know my defense, rolling with the punches, and uh, I find uh, the way to work on my style the best for me, and the way I, of course I. I figured out how to train better. So I've been feeling really good, but it's hard for me to say how many more fights, you know? Mm. Um, I don't know. It'll be nice. But, to but, but, but you win this fight, you're definitely continuing to fight. You're going to defend that belt. And I'm assuming you want to rematch with Yuri. Yes. Yes. No doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, that, that fight um, for Jiri. For myself, you know, uh, I, I like I say that 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 loss is still I can't I can't digest that loss. Uh, you know, that was crazy the way it happened. So we just got to do it again. That's why people love you, Glover, because obviously in the cage, you know, you, you're 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 a world class fighter. But you're sitting there, even talking about your losses, with a big smile on your face. I don't think I've ever seen you in like a miserable mood or or kind of pissed off. Are you like this all the time, 24-7? Uh, you can ask my wife here. She's right here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, most of the times I try to, 
uh, <clears throat> embrace everything, you know, the hard time and uh, the good time and just uh, be glad to, I, I always look the positive sides of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, I like to be, it, you got two options in the world when you deal with any situation, right? Any situation in life, you got two options, be miserable or be happy. And be happy is much better option. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people could listen to that advice, me included. Um, when we were at the fights at UFC 282, Come you were on, with Alex. Oh, you're a happy guy, man. You, <laughs> I, know, I know you do the you do the, the, the fight game, you see a little angry, but I think it's just a show, no? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy. I'm happy for the most part. I, I have my moments, though. I have, I have a bit of a temper problem, but I'm, I'm a lot better. I used to be a nightmare when I was a kid. Uh, I was going to say, though, at the fights, you were with Alex Pereira, right? Your training partner, you're a mentor to him, and you coach him as well. One thing, I couldn't believe the size of him because that was the first time I've ever seen him in the flesh. Um, but talking of Alex, I'm assuming he has been instrumental in this training camp because Hill on the feet is very dangerous. You don't get better training partners for a striker than Alex Pereira. Yeah, no doubt. You know, he Alex is a big help in the camp. Uh, I cannot let it out. Uh, uh, Fanelli Feliz Jr. and Ali, he, they, those two guys are my coach son. One is in the Olympic boxing uh, uh, team. Uh, they go into the Olympic right now. The other one is professional, uh, like nine, uh, nine and no in boxing. And uh, you write that name down, Fernando Feliz Jr. It's going to be a heavyweight champ of the world in boxing. Okay, okay. So you got no shortage of training partners then. It's yeah. quite the story that you've had, Glover. It's so inspirational, you know, the hard times that you came through and then, you know, it's well documented, you know, training with Chuck Liddell back in the day, you know, and you become the champion. And now here you are in Brazil, fighting in Brazil with the chance to become a world champion again a two-time world champion. I mean, what a special moment for you. I mean, could you have ever imagined this? When you when you were younger and you first started, I mean, this is a big deal. You know, pay-per-view, world championship in your home country. I mean, it's what dreams are made of, right? Yes. You know, when you're young, like you say, when you're young, we visualize and, uh, all the greatness for us. You know, how can I be champion and defend the belt like uh, 50 times? You know, we, just how we're thinking. And of course, as I visualize this many times, uh, one day fighting for the belt or defending the belt here in Brazil. And uh, after my last fight, I wanted to, for sure, because since I know Brazil having, having USC here for like three years, if, I, if I'm, you know, if I'm not wrong, about three years, they don't, they haven't come in Brazil. And I know how big this card was going to be, how big the, the crowd was going to be excited for for this event. And I wanted to be here so bad. And it's kind of like, I guess that that power, that attraction, man, that power attraction to, to be here, it's crazy the way the whole situation happened. And here I am fighting for the belt in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, the city that I live for three and a half years, a train over here for all those guys, and uh, it's incredible, man. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, no, no, it, it is incredible. Throughout your career, Glover, you fought, you know, all the best. 
you fought all the best. Is there one fight that sticks out as one of your personal favorites? I have to say with the young, you know, uh, when I won the belt in Abu, da- Abu Dhabi, it was a kind of smooth fight for me. Not a, I'm not going to say easy fight, but it was like uh, I got you. It was good. It was pretty easy. It was pretty yeah. easy. And I, lo- I love Jan. No disrespect to Jan, but, you know, you had a good night at the office. Yeah, good night. And um, because the way the fight went and the winning the belt, I have to say the fight, you know, the fight. Or the, it, was a, it was an incredible moment, unforgettable moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yuri Prohaska. So let's assume that you're victorious Saturday night. You get the job done. Yuri, I don't know when he's going to come back, but of course, that's a fight that you want to have again. You want to get the rematch. What would you do differently, you think, in the rematch without uh, giving the, away too much? Uh, you know, I patient myself a little more. I think I was too much on like uh, the aggression going on the ground. And I uh, was not that like I didn't think because I take him down a few times in a fight and I take him down right in the first round. I, I I was even surprised that I take him down like uh, that quick, you know, and I was just from the beginning, I just trying to finish the fight and I keep, he keep getting up and I trying to take him down again. And I, I guess like if that's patient a little more, work my jiu-jitsu a little more, work a little tighter up the game and not going crazy, trying to ground and pound to finish, you know, just just patient myself a little more. And and also, now I know that I can also beat him and stand up too, you know, because the whole strategy for that fight was like close to distance, take him down, finish him, you know. But, um, and I hurt him in, uh, with, the, with the right hand in that fifth round there. And now I, uh, I see... The power, I see the way he punches. I kind of like have kind of like a GPS map to, to, to fight him and beat him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the ground and pound because when you did get on top, because I was there in Singapore, the crowd was going phenomenal. I mean, that was, it was a legendary fight. You know, it was fight of the year, I think, for many people voted on that. It was just sensational. When you got on top and you, you were hitting him with some heavy shots, and I thought the referee's going to step in. Was there a part of you there thinking, come on, ref, he's taking a lot of damage here? No, not really. Not really. I uh, I see that he was there all the time, you know, and every time I hit him with a good shot, he was uh, he was talking to me and saying, oh, good one, good one. You know? <laughs> I, I, it's crazy. You know? And, like, uh, was, uh, I, I never really felt that, uh, was close. I felt sometimes it was close to stop. I, I when I grabbed him, the, 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 the choke, the katagatami choke there, uh, he was snoring, man, ready to go to go to to tap or to zip. And I squeeze everything I got it, but he was uh, was his night, man. He was a warrior, yeah. He showed a lot of determination, and um, yep. And, and again, Glover, that's why that, that's why people really appreciate your career because you're so honest. Um, regarding Glover, it's funny you mentioned him talking to you. I forgot about that. I mean, he is he's kind of a wild man. He's unpredictable. He's unorthodox. Uh, but talk to me. I mean, how much respect do you have for him when he got injured? 
and he decided to relinquish or vacate the belt so the division can move on. I mean, myself as a retired fighter, I looked at that and I thought, wow. But if I was in the division, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta respect that move, right? Big time, man. Jury is um, you know, he's like uh, you know, he's all that discipline, the samurai, the way he thinks, you know, like um seeing the samurai kind of code, you know, samurai code. And uh, and he did that in, uh, in a very uh, classy way. Yeah. A lot of respect. A lot of respect for him. Incredible what he did. Yeah, no, no. He's he, he's a special man. All right, so we're going to go to our producer in a minute for a few more questions from Twitter for you. We'll let you get out of here. But I know that you're a part of the Lutadores NFT drop from Block Asset. And I think they just kind of, they just dropped or or I think, Half of half of the NFT sales have already gone, but tell me about your NFTs that are coming out, Glover. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible to be uh, have this opportunity they give us. You know, NFTs sponsor us. I signed a bunch of cards yesterday. We make a video. Those guys are really nice, and uh, uh, it, it's great to be part of this with all you guys. You know, it's like uh, yeah. like I say, we live in the dream over here. That's amazing, and I just want to point out, Block Asset asked me to say this, and. That's why how we got the interview with you. And thank you for your time again. So 50% of the NFT have already gone to crypto users. It will be opening up to credit card and debit card users and Apple Pay in the next few hours. And it is on schedule to sell out before Saturday. So that, that that's huge, Glover. Congratulations. Find a bunch of cards yesterday. So go get those cards, you know. Go get those cards, guys. Go get those cards. Right. Harrington, our producer, he's going to give you a few questions from Twitter, Glover, and then we'll let, let you uh, let you get on with your day. Harrington, over to you, my friend. What, what's going on, champ? How you doing, man? Um, okay, a uh, bunch of people have been asking this question, so I'm just going to go with I like fights's uh, thing here. Uh, I've seen Alex Pereira on a roller coaster not break a smile. What does it take to get that man to just do one of these? Yeah, um, you know, Alex is uh he's a happy guy, man. He's like a cool guy. He have a good sense of humor. He always, but he doesn't laugh too much. You know, he's like, uh, that's the way he is. You know, I but I ask him, are you happy or are you mad? And he's like, no, I'm happy too. You know, every once in a while he crack a smile. But I told him like I'm gonna stop uh, do. Because I, I, I make a lot of jokes all the time. I say, I'm going to stop making jokes around you, man. You know, make my, <laughs> my confidence low, you know? Yeah, I yeah, gotta, yeah. You're like, you're like, that was some funny shit. Come on, Alex, laugh. Yeah. Everybody's laughing. And he's like, he goes like this. I'm like, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. I was like... Hey. Let me ask you, is it is uh the rematch with Izzy, is that his focus right now? Or are we thinking maybe a Robert Whitaker or something like that? I, I don't know about that. Uh anything about uh, what's going on. I, I yes, uh rematch with for sure. I, I say this yesterday. Um that the Sion wants the rematch, he should get the rematch. So the rematch, uh mm-hmm. fight was going and uh because he was uh, such a great champion and defended his title uh, a bunch of times. And um, he deserved every match. And I, I, and I even say crazy respect for the sign just to go back and trying to fight it again, man. That's like a willing to just keep going, you know? Like I'm yeah. fine this time, two times, 
three time and now if he goes again it's like it, 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 what do you can say about that guy you know like i think if i lost three times for the guys i'll be like okay yeah right, i'm good See, that's the thing. I don't think people realize how hard it is mentally to step in there with a guy that's beaten you three times already. So Izzy 100% deserves massive respect for that because because unless you've done it for a living, I mean, psychologically, the demons that you have. Harrington, two more questions, then we'll let the champ get on his way. He's got a very, very busy schedule. All right. Uh, at Skuski wants to know, what is one fight you wanted in the UFC but never got? Good question. Oh. One fight that I wanted in the UFC never got. Oh, man, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I'm always want to fight for the title. You know, I'm always want to fight the champion. And um, was a fight that uh, that I really want. You know, back there that I had the opportunity to fight a couple. Uh, I was gonna. I fought Anthony Johnson, and I think I fought Gustafsson. I was gonna fight with him. It was a Daniel Cormier. You know, I think the style just because. Uh, the great fighter that he is, and he's the only guy in the light heavyweight that's shorter than me. So I was like, oh, man, I'll be talking. <laughs> <laughs> he I might know. be shorter, but he's uh, he, he's definitely bigger. <laughs> oh, he's bigger guy. Yeah, he's big, but uh, hey, was a fight that I uh, wanted to fight, but uh, um, yeah, Daniel is uh, is he's a legend. He's an incredible fighter, one of the, the greatest of all time. Without question, everybody loves DC. Absolute legend. Harrington. Okay, last question here. Uh, keeping it loopy wants to know, can you tell us a Chuck Liddell story? Chuck Liddell story? Chuck, oh, Chuck have a lot of stories, man, but I can't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Chuck a little bit. They're not safe to tell. That's like betraying yeah. trust. But Chuck is like a... Chuck is fun dude, man. He loves to, I, I tell you this, right? First couple of fights I went to Chuck and, uh, you know, Chuck liked to sleep late and he liked to go to bed very late. And, uh, and, and before Babalu fight, he was like, um, he was with a bunch of girls out in a club uh, dancing Three in the morning, we over there like I was tired, man. I was not even, I, I didn't have a fight. I was just as a training partner there with him. I was like, how is this guy? He's like over there, like drink like a five or six Red Bull. Uh, you know, he's drinking Red Bull, like energy drinking, like just like dancing three in the morning in the club. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, always uh, surrounded with the girls. And that's what was like. <laughs> Wow, man, how this guy's doing. I was worried about him and the fight. This is like three days before the fight. This is a fight week, you know? Mm, we talk yeah. about his cutting day, drinking Red Bull, and like uh, dancing all night long. And uh, he went over there and knocked out Baba Lou. I was like, wow. <clears throat> I guess. Yeah. I Beautiful head kick. I cannot follow every, uh, every chalk. I think that was the second fight that we talked about. Because we did the way knock him out with an uppercut and come back. Oh, right. The second one. The second one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I got to, I want to follow Chuck's 
footstep, but not every part but, of it. You know? Not all of it. Yeah. You know, when he fought uh, Tito Ortiz the second time, I was on the card. That's when I made my UFC debut, UFC 66. And a friend of mine got in the L. He told me the next day, fight day. The night before the fight, it was about two, three o'clock in the morning. He got in the elevator and there was Chuck Liddell. And he was like, you okay there, champ? You got a big day tomorrow. And he's like, don't worry about me. This is what I do. <laughs> um, right, we'll, <laughs> let, we'll let you. So Sorry. Yeah, he was just—he's just so cool, man. He's like, uh, he didn't—he didn't care at all, man. He trained hard, but he do not worry about it at all, man. That's why uh, John John Hackman actually start calling him the Ice Man because he's the Ice Man. He doesn't—he doesn't get nervous or anything. He just in the locker room playing around, joking around, making jokes, making plans what he's gonna do. You know, wow. That was Chuck like. That's why I guess he was so successful. And um, um, what a what a mentor and an inspiration for you when you were younger. And big shout out to Chuck Liddell because that man is a true legend. You know, the sports moved on so much now and people forget people like Chuck Liddell and what they did for this sport. So uh, maximum respect to that guy. Last question, real quick. Saturday night, you're in the octagon. The fight finishes. How does the fight finish? And uh, yeah, in what style? What happened? What happened Saturday night? You know, I'm gonna be my style, man. I'm gonna go after finish, you know. And um, to be honest, it, uh, it could be a surprise, you know. It could be okay. a knockout there because Mao is gonna be worrying about me taking him down. And I work my hands. I feel very confident in my hand. And uh, hey, I take the win any any way, anyhow. But. Uh, if knockout come in front of this crowd over here, it's going to be nice and sweet. It's going to be nice and sweet. We can't wait for it. Glover, thanks for your time. I know you've got a busy day. Have a great wake up. Have a sensational fight. And I can't wait to watch it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Bispin. Always good to talk to you, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you. All right. And there he is. The one and only title challenger, the former champ, the legend, and one of the nicest guys. I mean, he is always like that. Glover Teixeira, what a guy. Be right back. All right, let's talk about Shopify. If you're a businessman or a woman, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a business, if you sell things, whatever it is, you've got to be online. Okay, in your local community, yes, yeah, great selling to people, but there's 9 billion people on the planet, and that is what you can do if you go online. And that is where Shopify comes in because it makes having an e commerce or an online store very, very simple, very, very cheap, not complicated, and it gives you a tremendous amount of support. One of the cool things is, is that you get 24 7 customer service. As soon as you sign up, you can accept every single major credit card or payment method. So that's very, very good. It lets you integrate with all kinds of, uh, you know, social media apps and things like that. And it really, this is what you need to take your business to the next level. Packed with industry-leading tools, ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand. And you don't have to learn any new skills or coding or anything like that. They do it. As I said, 24-7 help is available and an extensive business course library. Shopify is there to support your success every single step of the way. It is the e-commerce platform which is revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. And as I say, listen, it's easy, it's simple, it's quick, it's cost-effective because we have an incredible offer. 
They're going to let you try it out for one month. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period. That is ridiculous. $1 per month for a trial period at shopify.com slash believe or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash believe to take your business to the next level today. $1 a month. Okay. You have a business. You want to get it online. We're saying you can do it for $1 a month. We're going to give you 24-7 customer service. You're going to be able to sell worldwide. You are going to instantly be able to accept every single major payment method. I mean, this sells itself. If you don't take advantage of this, you are a fool. $1 per month for a trial period at shopify.com slash believe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Believe You Me podcast. As you saw, that was one half of the title fight, Saturday Night Glover to share. By the way, we have a ridiculous UFC 283 special for you. We just had Glover to share On the show, we also have Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop. We also have Gilbert Burns, okay? Yeah, we just had him recently, but we're having him again. Who else have we got? We got Benil Dariush, okay? The most overlooked badass on the goddamn planet. Who else? Is that everybody? I think so. Glover, Gilbert, Gregory, the old, it's the triple G's, and the and the Benils. It's the triple G's and the Benils. Four guests, come on. Helwani, eat your heart out, bro. <laughs> Step aside. We're taking over. Harrington, how are you, buddy? This is going to be an MMA two-hour show. <laughs> probably, probably is. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, an hour's long enough. An hour is long enough. So we've got Benil Darius joining us in about, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, I think. I forget, 11.30. But uh, Harrington, before we get into all the shenanigans of mixed martial arts, throw something non-MMA at us so we can have a laugh before we get back to the other guests. Well, I mean, this is this is not MMA, but it turns into combat sports pretty quickly. Uh, a teacher is in hot water after a student squared up to him, and the teacher said, all right, I'm about that life, and started swinging on him. Brian, if you want to pull that up. Yeah, bring this up. This is ridiculous. I shared this on Twitter the other day. So give us some volume, Brian, as well, please, buddy. Oh. Hey, bro. We're right here, bro. Everybody watching, my nigga, what's up? I mean, the teacher's being very patient. He's just getting abused and called all kinds of names from the student in the classroom. He's clearly a little shit. And you can see the teacher. Look at him. He's stewing. He's getting madder and madder. You can see his, like, posture change, where his hands are. Oh, oh there it is. And, yeah, I mean... He messed up. He's messed up. I mean, I mean, here he is. I mean, he goes after the kid here. And the kid's got his hands up. Swings back. His teacher misses. Goes for a single leg and then ground and pound town. By the way, you never want to do that if someone's trying to do a single leg. But the guy doesn't fight in the UFC. He's a he's a school teacher. But look at this. Look at this. And he's still going for it. Reminds me of my high school. Oh my god. I they sent him the one back. female security guard too to break it up. Oh my god! Anyway, kill it, Brian. Kill it, Brian. That's the end of the video. Uh, I saw that yesterday and I shared it on Twitter. Now I don't agree with what the teacher did. I really don't because listen, is that kid a little shit? 
100%. Did, did that kid need teaching a lesson? 100%. And I'm kind of on the teacher's side. However, if you take a job that where, where you're dealing with children, you've got to be able to not lose your shit and attack them. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? That kid was so in the wrong. And, and I guarantee it's a problem at home. His parents aren't doing their job as they should. And I hope you raise your daughter. Is it a daughter? Daughter. I hope you raise your daughter better, Harrington. Um, but what's your take? My take is if I'm that teacher, see the kid who stood up and like immediately got out of there with his with his saxophone. That kid seems like he knows what he's doing, right? Like the, he he understands like a fight's breaking out. Like I got to uh, be there or get out. I go to that kid and I'm like, look, man, this is music class. I don't care. I'll give you straight A's for the semester and I'll buy you McDonald's for a week. Just beat the crap out of that kid. What on earth are you talking about? Shut up, Harrington. That he was the dumbest really take you've ever heard in my life. Decisions. No, that's <laughs> Who makes bad decisions, Brian? Well, well, one, the teacher and also Harrington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, the teacher definitely made bad decisions. Look, listen, that kid, and this isn't going to be a popular opinion, he needs slapping. He does. This is this is this is the problem. And I'm not saying kids should be beaten. I'm not saying that. But that kid needs some bloody discipline taught into him. He needs to have a little bit of respect. Listen, I was a little rascal at school. Of course I was. And I was cocky with the teachers. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't talk to them like that. So he's clearly got no respect. And sadly, this is a... Probably a sign of a pussification of the world. You know what I mean? That kids can't get disciplined or have they're not held accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah, that teacher should not have done that. He should not have done that. And sad. And I hope, I hope it works out the best for him. Now he shouldn't be. You should not be losing your patience like that. You cannot snap. You can't lose your temper and explode on a child. As a teacher, you should have to be able to take whatever they say, whatever words they say, and not flip. Okay, that's a fact. However. That kid's still a little shit. Do you know what I mean? And he needs to be taught a lesson. So Harrington, if you see that kid, what are you going to do to him? I mean, he's a kid, so I'm going to leave him alone. But did you ever have that anything, any beef with the teacher in uh, in school? No, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I, I did get, I remember once, what was it? Because we used to be late for school, every, primary school, elementary. Uh, we used to be late every day. My mum's got a bad leg and she's a terrible driver as well. She had polio. So when we leave, and we were always late anyway, right? But then when we leave the house to go to school, she has a real bad limp, right? So it takes her forever to walk. But as we're walking out through the garden, she's like getting us to tidy up the garden. I'm like, mom, we're going to be late again. And then the car would be what she calls parked round the wrong way because now she's going to do like a reverse turn and all the rest of it. And she's a terrible driver. That would take 20 minutes. So every day we'd be late for school, right? And it was an, it was an issue. And then one day, one day that I go in and the teacher says, um, right, and it's not my fault. I'm eight years old. Do you think I'm in charge of getting myself to bloody school? <laughs> take it out on my mother or my father. He says, right, I want everyone in the class, if you live near Michael, to please stand up, right? So the majority of the classroom stand up, right? And he goes, right. so Michael, all these people here, they can all get here on time. Why can't you? And I'm like, and I, and I flipped. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, they, he doesn't live anywhere near me, right? The reality <laughs> is the town's tiny, so we all live near each other. But in my eight-year-old mind, you know, being on the other side of town, I'm like, he lives nowhere near me. And I kind of flipped. And then uh, the teacher got out of his chair, walked over, give me the biggest slap in the face. 
And and to be fair, I deserved it because I, I I swore. I can't remember what I said. I said, they don't live anywhere fucking near me or whatever. And he just came up, <laughs> give me the biggest fucking crack ever, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that was about the closest I got. Or Ed Wiener, uh, Mr. Jones, our, our PE teacher. You call it PE, right? Physical exercise. Jim. Um, he had Jim, whatever you want to call it. He had a little uh, rubber slipper. He had a rubber slipper. And on it, he had a face drawn. And it was called Ed Wiener. You know what I mean? And if you messed around in PE or you did, or you forgot your shorts or whatever, you used to get Edwina. You know, Edwina would make an appearance and you get slapped with the sole. Or check this out what he did. And this would definitely be uh, an issue for a lawsuit or some shit these days. Because my mum and dad, you know, they, 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 whatever. They, they weren't making sure I always went to school with everything I needed, okay? I hardly ever had a pen and I very, very rarely had my PE kit on the day when it was PE. So I wouldn't have shorts. Right. And the teacher thought that I was doing it on purpose to get out of doing PE because we ran cross country through the town and through the village. And uh, he said, right, you're not getting out of that. He made me do cross country, about a four mile run in my underpants and a pair of trainers. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, well, well, we'll see if you forget them next week. And I had to run through the town in my underpants and a pair of sneakers. This, This feels like it definitely be a lawsuit in America. God oh, yeah. damn. God had, damn. The good old days though. Well, I had uh I had like a gang fight out by the bus stop of my high school and my deans rolled out and these two are like giant like one of them's like a ex-football player and the other dude is like an ex-cop, just giant men and they rolled out like they were fucking Sauron and Lord of the Rings and just started <laughs> demolished like hitting kids with other kids <laughs> the shit was so wild it was like one of the craziest things i've ever seen in my oh whole my life god oh my god how you doing anyway brian you well buddy yeah, everything's good glad to hear it. so what time do we have benil was it 11 30 or 11 10 uh i i can check our text thread but and, but whatever whatever so, so we'll just be here he, any minute he's joining us in just a second so obviously 283 we just spoke to glover there um it's a tough fight, though, for Glover. It's a tough fight for both. And I say that with respect. It's a tough fight for both men. I believe this fight is kind of like sudden death. One mistake on either side, and I believe it cost them the fight. Now, of course, Glover is he's great with the hands. He's a phenomenal boxer, big power, and he's just so well-rounded. I believe the grappling side of things is beat. Is, is where he's going to win this fight. Jamal Hill hits incredibly hard. He's tall. He's long. He knows how to use his reach. But the knockout power that he possesses is ridiculous. Look at that shot he landed on Johnny Walker, where he did like a reverse Mexican wave. It was yeah. wild. And over like a 25... Wacky waving inflatable arm, man. Yeah, wacky wave inflatable arm, man. Um, <laughs> and over a period of 25 minutes, Glover's got to be perfect because he can't take one of those shots. And on the same token... Jamal's going to be perfect because he is nowhere near. He's, he's had a major deficit when it comes to the grappling compared to a Glover Teixeira. You know, he's still relatively new to mixed martial arts in many ways, certainly new to grappling and jiu-jitsu and things like that. The only loss on Jamal's record, of course, is the, the one to Paul Krieg, the armbar. Um, so Jamal's going to be perfect. Because if he gets taken down, makes a mistake, gives up his back as he's trying to get back to his feet, he's going to lose by submission. And if Glover's not perfect and gets caught off one of those big shots, there's a good chance, and even though Glover still has a chin at 43 years old with the miles on the clock, just saying, Jamal probably is capable of of landing that knockout shot as well. So both men have got to be 
absolutely perfect. Well, I was going to ask you about that because Glover's chin to me is absolutely legendary, right? Um, I mean, other than the uh, the KO punch against uh, Rumble, I can't remember. Mm. Like, I, I remember Alexander Gustafson had to throw the kitchen sink at, at Glover to share to put him down. Yuri Prohaska landed some massive bombs on Glover to share, and he just kept coming forward. I'm wondering for somebody like Hill who has made his bones having that kind of KO power, if he lands one of those big shots on Glover's chin and Glover keeps coming, how what does that do to the confidence of somebody like Jamal Hill? Well, it doesn't necessarily affect it negatively because if you're landing the shots, that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? So like it's like you're going to take positivity from landing the shots. All right, you didn't knock him out. I'd still rather land the shot than not land the shot. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I didn't knock him out, but I'm doing the right thing. I've got my rhythm. I'm making reads. I've got the timing. I'm connecting on this goddamn son of a gun. He's like, whoa, this is the toughest old 43-year-old son of a bitch I've ever seen in my goddamn entire life. But you just keep throwing those punches. You keep landing the shots. Uh, who you got winning in that one while we wait for Benil? I mean, it's tough. It's so tough just given that, Glover was in a camp for a title fight against Yuri Prohaska, right? They took a, like, what, three-week break, two-week break, and then got right back into camp for the Jamal Hill fight. I don't think Jamal Hill had started training for, for Anthony Smith yet. So, ooh, mm. speaking of Anthony Smith. Oh, oh, oh. Michael Bisping. Look, look at that for time. He literally just said your name. Right. And by the way, it's all it's all you're all he ever talks about. And Brian, they have <laughs> such a crush on you. Anthony this, Anthony that. Uh, but how are you, buddy? Looks like you're cutting a little weight. Yeah, I'm getting skinny. I'm trying to <laughs> you know, working on my girlish figure. It is a very girlish figure that you have. Uh talk me through right. the last few days, mate. What you've been doing in Brazil. Man, it's been good. We got here um I got here Wednesday and then checked in with uh, checked in with the UFC and all that stuff, and then honestly went and hung out at the beach, got a workout in, um, and it's honestly, at the Copa Copa Cabana. <laughs> yeah, is that the one? You should see this workout room right now. There's a bunch of superstars here. Show me uh, who you got. Who, who's the superstars? Tom, come on and say hi. We got Jamal Hill's coaches are right here. Well, ho, what's up, Team Hill? How we doing? Here we go. Moicano's over there beating the shit out of Grant Dawson. You should see it. I'm so embarrassed. Who is Moicano? Yeah, he's beating the shit out of Grant Dawson right now. Get money, Moicano, over here. I want to have a quick word. Moicano, Bisping wants to talk to you. I just want to Bisping say hi. Bisping wants to see you. What up, brother? How you doing, man? What up? I just want to say hello real quick. <laughs> Let's go. Get some money, baby. Let's go, let's go. Hey, to get enjoy better. the training session. He should talk to Dawson and to Thiago who fights on Saturday. And oh, I hope shit, there we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you, got a, you got a room full of bloody celebrities and big-time fighters. So, Anthony, they're all working out. They're pushing it. They're sweating. Why are you let down? When do I let down? No, no, why are you let down? Why aren't you on your feet? Why aren't you busting a, you know, why aren't you sweating? I am. I'm in the sauna blanket. I'm inside oh, of it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, how many pounds you got to go? I don't even know. I haven't checked it recently. So is uh, that because it's, it's it's too it's scary? Heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get there though. 
Let me hey, ask you. Talk to Jamal Hills. You want to talk to Jamal Hills, head coach, for a second? I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Please, thank you. What's hey, up, brother? Guy. Good. How are I'm you? Good, man. I'm good. How's uh, yeah. how, how's Jamal looking? He's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah, we're about maybe five pounds off, and we'll get the rest of it down tonight, and he'll be good to go. Nice, nice. And mentally, he's coming into this one nice and positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's ready to rock and roll. He, it, the fight couldn't come quick enough, man. He's ready. He's ready to put on a show for everybody. As a coach, when you look at Glover Teixeira, what is the biggest threat for Jamal in this fight? Uh, I think the biggest threat is if Glover can close the distance, obviously, you know, to establish a clinch, try to get Jamal down to the ground. But, you know, we've been working on that since we started the training camp. And yeah. we brought a lot of good guys. You know, Anthony was there. You know, we got uh, another coach, Justin Andrews, here. Uh, you know, we had uh, Corley Gracie's been coming in, too. So we've been working a lot nice. uh, of what, you know, Glover's good at and, you know, nullifying what he's going to try to do. And then just getting back up and, you know, doing what Jamal does. And I think you know, at the end of the day, Jamal's going to second round TKO. For sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, listen, all the best. Send our regards to Jamal. Uh, may You're the welcome. best man win. Love them both. Great yeah. fight. Can't wait for it. Yeah, all the best and good luck. All right, take care. Now stick that lazy bastard Anthony Smith back on. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a backup fighter, Anthony, did they make you sign the posters? No, I didn't get to sign the posters. Well, that's good. It's, it's the most annoying thing ever, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's irritating as shit. There's like four billion of them. Uh, yeah. I'm expecting if something happens, I'd have to. But everyone's looking good, man. Glover looks happy, looks healthy. Jamal's look looks fantastic. I was surprised at how low his weight was. I think he was like 240 when he took the fight, but he's wow. fully fed, like fully fed and fully hydrated. He looks good, man. Everyone, it's been really cool seeing all the fighters walk. Everyone's just really happy. Yeah, no, this is a lovely bit of insight in the training room as well. So once again, Anthony Smith steals the goddamn show. Um, yeah. We've uh -oh. got a big show got today, though. Superstar. We got another oh, superstar. Oh, oh. Tiago. How are you? What's up, brother? Good luck, man. Good luck. Um, let, let me ask you. So more than yeah. likely, you know, you know, there, there might be a need for you to step on the scale. Well, no, you will be weighing in regardless, correct? Yeah, I'm weighing in no matter what. So just in case, like, if they get sick or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but what are you doing Saturday night? Saturday night. Let, let's say they both make it to the octagon. Right, and yeah. I know you, you hope that they do, which is very noble of you. What are you doing Saturday night? You're going to watch the fight, and then you're going to go out and paint the town red? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. You know, Mike, it's been a long time since I've been able to, like, think about when's the last UFC event you went to and just got to sit in the crowd as a spectator and watch where you're not working it or, or whatever. Uh, I'm going to sit in the crowd uh, in the fighter section. I'm going to have some, uh, I'm going to have some beers. I'm going to enjoy the show like a regular goddamn fan, and I'm real excited for that. Yeah, I did it at UFC 282, the last one, but I actually said when I was there with my wife, I went, this is awesome, because I, I never get to do that, what you just said. Right. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think they're going to have Bush Light in Brazil? Probably no Bush Light, but I bet they got lots of vodka. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go vodka. Uh, I'm going to go vodka cranberry to stay healthy. Oh, God, that's what you got to do. All right, mate. Well, listen, uh, let me ask you this. Drinking? Are you still not drinking? Bro. Bro, look at these cheekbones, man. I'm looking, I'm losing weight. <laughs> I'm down to 223. It's coming down, shit, baby. Me too. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I didn't think so. You're going to be 205, buddy. You're going to beat me to it. Uh, real quick, give me an analysis and prediction, maybe if you want to, on the co-main event, then we'll leave you to it. Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think that uh, Figueredo's success solely lies on his weight cut, to be 100% honest with you. I think the bad performances that he's had, 
has always been uh, piggybacks by seeing him look like shit on the scale. When you see him struggling, you see him looking terrible. He's really drawn out, and then you, and then you see his performance. They those two things usually correlate with each other. So um, I think the tougher times he's had with Moreno, I think, has been some weight cutting stuff. Obviously with Benavides, he had a bunch of weight cutting issues, um, but he looks great, and I, I think he's the more powerful guy. I think he's the better grappler. Um, and, and if his weight cut is good, I think he's the uh, the more explosive guy for longer. I think his conditioning is better. So I do lean heavily towards Figueredo, but, but um, you know, the analyst in me and, and the, I guess, the fighter in me does pull for Brandon Moreno a little bit. You know, he's just a really nice guy. He's easy to talk okay. to. Okay. Okay. So, so you're covering both angles there, right? Who's your pick? Who's your pick? Uh, if in Brazil, probably Figueredo. Okay. Well, I've got Brandon Moreno. We're going head to head. You want to do a bet on it? Well, well, what is the consequence? Um, I suppose you'll have to start drinking again if Figueredo wins. (laughs) Bro, that isn't a punishment for me. It's like, (laughs) I'm fiending. Uh, Regardless, whatever, it's going to be a fantastic fight. Anthony, we appreciate your time. We'll let you go. Good luck with the wake up. Hope it all works out for the best possible scenario. If you do end up fighting, oh my God, we are going to lose our minds. Oh my God. Have you thought about that? I mean, obviously you have, but like, what do you think is going to be your thought process? If let's say Friday morning, you get a phone call, say Glover's had a terrible wake up. It is going to the hospital. The fight's off. You're up. Will it be, fuck yes, let's go. Or will it be a little bit of, oh oh, shit. I thought I was getting paid just for a free holiday to Brazil. (laughs) Uh, it'll be a little bit of, oh shit, and then let's fucking go, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, either way, whatever happens, have a great weekend. Hey, you got, Enjoy. You got Glover on today, right? You yeah, we just on? had him on. Just had him How on. How was it? He looked good? He was awesome. He was awesome. He's uh, he's cool. He's calm. Always got a smile on his face. Uh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's He seems very confident. Good. All right, man. But, well, I'll, see you guys. I'll see you guys Monday. Enjoy Brazil. Are you still going to be there Monday? I'll be there. I said I'd no, be no, no, today. no, no, no. Are you, you going to be in Brazil on Monday? No, I'll be home. Oh, in and out. I mean, look, this guy's out. a pro. He's a pro. Right, enjoy, man. Have a great All weekend. Right. Talk to you See soon, you buddy. All right, Harrington, get on here. Don't don't leave me on here with a one shot. Uh, and I mean, geez, Anthony Smith. Who else do we have? Hanato Moicano, Benil Dariush. Benil's keeping us waiting, but no, Brad no, we got eight minutes. Appearance. Grant Dawson. I mean, it's just fighters all over the place. Uh, all right. So, so what was your pick for the main event? I mean, after after hearing that, after hearing his coach say just how uh, uh, on weight is and 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 ready to go. I mean, that was my only concern. Is that Glover with his style feels like he'd always be ready for a fight, right? Like six months out of a camp, just catch him at a bar and he's ready to go. Um, the with with wrestling and jujitsu, it, it made me lean towards Glover. But after honestly, after talking to his coach, I got to say Jamal Hill. Yeah, I, I, I've got. I, I think if I had to choose, it's it's Jamal, and I feel so bad saying that because we just had Glover on. I look like the biggest two faced bastard on planet Earth, <laughs> right? But I've got to make a pick, and I've got to be honest. Uh, but I, I'm not confident in it. It could go either way. And you know what? To be honest, I could see Glover knocking him out as well because Glover hits goddamn hard. And as you said, his chin is fine. Yuri Prohaska hits hard. And he took 
a lot of shots of Yiri. You know what I mean? And in the end, it was a submission that took him out of there at the end. So he's as tough as they come. He's grizzled. I just think, I, do you know what? Maybe I'm just being, I just see that image of Johnny Walker flying back like that and, and the people that he's done that to. And may, maybe that's, maybe I'm putting too much stock into that. But I think it's a good thing to put stock into. Do you know, I I, I think over 25 minutes, he might catch him. However, I think once he gets out of two rounds, the power won't be quite the same. You know what I'm saying? But still, all right, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, Jamal, just don't tell Glover because I love the guy. Just don't tell Glover. Right, news. What have we got? Any news stories before we talk about some of the other fights? In fact, we've got to give a quick shout out to Shogun Hoover. Shogun Hua, it's his final fight. Man's a legend. Inspired me when I started my career. Loved the body of work, the opponents he's beaten, the wars that he put on, the running pride, became the UFC champ. I mean, it's unbelievable. The wars with Henderson. This guy that he's fighting, he's no walk in the park, though. He's no slouch. So it's a good opponent. Because, listen, you would think that let's give Shogun someone he can win. Someone he can beat in his home country in his final ever fight. But that's insulting to a legend like Shogun. You got to give him someone, you know, you can't bring someone in with, you know, with one leg and go, here you go, Shogun, there's your last fight. <laughs> you know, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be given a victory. You want to earn it. And this guy, yeah, he lost his UFC debut against Nikolai Negamariano. Uh, but prior to that, was on a hell of a win streak, seven submissions, seven knockouts. So it's a tough one for Shogun, but I don't care. But I normally say I'm the best man win. I want Shogun to win this fight. I want him to get that emphatic fairy tale send-off. What I dreamed of in my head in London, I wanted to have one more fight because I wanted to put my gloves down in the middle of the octagon, thank the crowd and all the rest of it. I hope he gets that moment because he deserves it so much. Yeah, 15-fight win streak for Eeyore. And uh, interesting, right, that this fight is not on the main card. But I do think that is like that's kind of a credit to to Shogun to put him in the uh, the the prelim headliner, which is going to be seen by more people, right? Like it's on he's going to be fighting on ABC for his last fight. Like that's uh, think about how crazy that is. Where where Shogun entered into the UFC to now he's literally fighting the last fight of his career on major network television in America. It's crazy. Also, the prelims are on ABC, ABC and ESPN Plus. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, that's huge. That's huge. And then, as you say, when you look at Shogun from when he first started to now, how the, how the sport has changed. I mean, he was out there fighting in Japan where everyone's roided out of the mines. They didn't give a damn. Uh, Ensign Inoue, you know who that is? I do not. Legendary fighter. He used to fight in Pride from, from Hawaii, but like half Japanese, I think. Um, he revealed on Twitter recently, he was doing the round, excuse me, running nose or something. Um, it was doing the rounds. He uh, showed a bit of his pride contract. Okay. And it was regarding the testing for drugs. And it said in it, it says in it verbatim, word for word, black and white in the contract that there will be drug testing done. And if they find cocaine, marijuana, recreational drugs, there will be a fine, a penalty, possibly a sub suspension in my said. But it put there in black and white, and I think in capital letters, performance-enhancing drugs will not be a part of the test. Basically, encouraging them to take steroids. Because I remember Phil Baroni, Kendall Grove, shout out Kendall Grove, my old tough three housemate and a very good friend, who, by the way, is fighting on KSW soon in Poland. 
Kendall hasn't fought for years, so all the best to Kendall Grove. But he was telling me a story because he knows uh, Phil Baroni well. And he said that uh, when Phil Baroni re-signed with Pride, he said uh, he met with Pride. And this is Phil Baroni telling Kendall the story, but I'm, I'm relaying it. He said that Phil Baroni met with Pride and uh, they pulled out a picture. And they said, but this is the Phil Baroni that we want. And it was Phil Baroni just ripped because back in the day, he was in ridiculous <laughs> shape. He said, the, Pride said, this is the Phil Baroni that we want. And then Phil Baroni opens up the top drawer of like his bedside drawers and it's just full of steroids and needles. And he goes, I'm fucking bad, baby. <laughs> <laughs> True story, apparently. Oh, my God. What should we talk about while we wait for Benil? Um, Okay. Uh, UFC... 285. Uh, they book their headliner. We talked about that on Monday's show. Uh, Cyril Gaon versus John Jones for the heavyweight title. They also have another fight on the card. Uh, might be the co-main, might not be, but Valentina Shevchenko is defending the flyweight title against Alexa Grasso. Yeah, I mean, that is a sensational fight. I love the way Alexa Grasso fights. Sorry, I'm just making sure Benil has it? this link sent the email again to him um um yeah alexa grasso's I, I love the way she fights man she's amazing like the boxing is sensational so that's a great fight i mean john jones still gone shevchenko alexa grasso in the co-main event and i got told from a little birdie some of the other fights and this is not ufc and this might be um speculation but i'm gonna, I'm gonna read out the speculations uh, potential fights, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal, Bo Nichols UFC debut, and potentially Amanda Nunes and Arini Aldana. Yeah, that's not UFC people. Someone said, oh, I'm here, though. Those fights are happening. That sounds like a goddamn fantastic fight card. I think Bo Nichols versus Jamie Pickett was announced. That was the first fight announced. Oh, was he really? Uh, uh, for that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one oh. is is definite. Poor old Jamie Pickett. I'm not saying that he can't win this fight. He's a beast. He's big. He's explosive. He's powerful. But wrestling, I mean, he can wrestle as well. He's a decent wrestler. But Bo Nickel, I mean, the, the, the guy's hyped himself up so much. He's put a lot of pressure on himself. But something tells me that he's going to he's gonna do great. I'm not saying that he gets by Jamie Pickett. I'm not disrespecting Jamie like that. But the, a man that is so confident like Bo Nickel, and when you see what he's achieved in the wrestling world and so far in mixed martial arts, and apparently his jujitsu's top level as well. It's going to be interesting to see how this bow nickel experiment pay, plays out. So that's going to be a great fight. Uh, 283, um, let's talk about some of these. So Brandon Moreno, Figueredo. As, as, uh, as I was just saying to Anthony there, I've got Moreno. And the reason being is, number one, Figueredo does struggle with weight cuts. Okay, that has been a big factor that's followed him around throughout his career. He's also 35 years old. And a flyweight at 35 years old isn't the same as a middleweight at 35. You know, speed starts to diminish. Reflexes start to get a little bit slower. You know what I mean? Reaction times aren't quite what they were. And at flyweight, that's supremely important. Now, of course, they fought three times a draw, a win for Moreno, a stoppage, and a decision for Figgy. It's all about this fight, the fact that they've now got to be fighting four times. Who has been able to extract more data and info and knowledge about their opponent than the other? Who has been able to learn what works and what doesn't work? Who has, who has got the wherewithal and the mental intelligence and the fight IQ to realize 
what is a good thing, what is a good approach, and what is a bad approach. But that doesn't matter right now because it looks like Elon Musk came through, Benil Darius, because <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you are sat in a Tesla. That's right. This is actually the second one. The first one is the one we were waiting for for like a year. This one came in pretty quick. Uh, what model are we talking? This is a Model 3. My wife drives the X, which we waited for for a year, and then I'm driving the 3. Oh, the 3, the X. Life is good for Benil Dariush because they're not cheap cars. My wife's got the Model 3. You guys are killing it. Not complaining. Definitely not complaining, man. <laughs> Hey, uh, just just take me back to that. When when you said that about Elon Musk, was there? A, did you ever hear anything from Tesla or Elon himself? Well, that's that's the whole thing. Like, I thought I was getting, uh, I thought I was getting scammed. So I wake up, I, I I I made the shout out Saturday, Sunday morning. I wake up to a bunch of emails and calls, and you know, it's after a fight. I don't pay, I don't look at my social media. I don't look at my my phone because it's just my wife's like, hey i want some attention at this moment like all right so i put everything away i i try to go to bed i don't sleep that well usually after a fight but wake up in the morning and i'm getting these weird like voice messages from this this uh they're not they're not called dealerships uh, they're whatever they're called they're like oh come to brea come to uh costa mesa come to park and and we're, we're gonna get you set up and i'm like bro i must be getting scammed this must be from last night i'm getting scammed i gotta figure this out so i, I just kind of leave it alone and then i um i don't get much social media either and then a couple of couple of hours later my friend calls me and he's like hey did you see did you see i was like no see what elon musk he responded to your uh to your call out last night and i was like oh crap and then i was like wait a minute maybe all these guys are actually legit so I called back one of the, I don't remember if I called back or emailed back. They were reaching out so much, but I called back and uh, turned out everything was good. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad you got your Tesla, but more importantly, listen, you want the Tesla, but you want the big fight, right? Because I'm looking at your record here. I wasn't uh, not listening. I just, uh, just Wikipedia you real quick. Eight fight win streak, some tremendous opponents, Tiago Moises, Joy Dober, of course, last time out, Tony Ferguson, Carlos Diego Ferreira, but Mataj Gamrot. I mean, I don't think people realize how impressive that win was because Mataj Gamrot is a very, very good opponent. And you, you got the job done. You had a tough opening round. I mean, how do you feel right now? I know you feel very, very overlooked, correct? Uh, man, overlooked is definitely the word, but at the same time, it's... Uh... I used to I used to give Sean Shelby so much crap, you know. I'd, I'd be calling him all the time and giving me a, giving him a hard time. But at this point, it's like I see Sean trying. You know, Sean can only make so much to ask these guys to fight. You know, we we asked for Dustin Poirier, we asked for uh, Charles Oliveira, and I wanted them immediately. And and the reason why I want them immediately is because I want to fight the same time the champions fighting. And Lord willing, I win. And then that way I can be ready to fight the champion. Because the thing about this game is like, what have you done for me lately? Because while yep. I'm sitting and, and maybe waiting for the title shot, some guy does something and then they're like, oh, this guy should get the next title shot. So it puts me in a difficult position. For example, right now I'm looking at the uh, Justin Gagey and the and the Fazeev fight. If Fazeev wins that fight, he puts himself in a very comfortable position. So that's why I'd like to step out there and, and get another one. 
Mm. And, and who do you think that's going to be? Because I know you were calling everybody out, and you even said that Dustin Poirier should retire if he's not going to start taking on some of the, the guys maybe a little bit below him. But in a perfect world, who are you thinking? Um, Perfect world, I get Charles Oliveira because he's, he's number one. he And he is number one because he's beat these other guys, and he's very good. Bro, like, Otherwise, he he really has it all, uh, and if he shows up, he's the most dangerous fighter, and, and that's who I want to fight. You know, I uh, I'm gonna be retired one day, and I'm gonna look back and say, fight everybody. Uh, my management, my coaches were not a big fan of the Gamrod fight. They actually didn't want me to take that fight, but I said, hey, I'm not gonna sit back and do nothing. So I need to fight, and he's the only one available. Let's let's take it. And I love the fight. After I watched the fight, broken, I was so stoked on that fight. That fight with him and Sarukian was ridiculous. And that's when I looked at Mataj and Sarukian. I was like, wow, these guys are incredible. And that's the state of the lightweight division. I mean, of course, you've got the big stars, right? You, you've got your Oliveras, your Islams, your Gages, your Poirier's, yourself. But also from, from there, from like 5 to 15, the talent in the lightweight division is absolutely ridiculous right now. You know, I always say this. I think the guys outside of the top five actually got you know, you could uh, make the exception of Islam and, and, and even Charles, maybe. But I think the guys outside of the top five are better than the top five. We got guys uh, into the top five that are very good. And, and you know, we've talked about maybe three of the guys so far. Sarukin, we talked about Gamrod, mm -hmm. we talked about Steve. And then um, is Magulov. Uh, there's guys like... Um, Man, uh, why am I forgetting his name uh, right now? But uh, there's there's the Georgian guy. Well, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, Kutateladze. Guram, he's so good, so good, so good, good. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I forgot his name. But Guram uh, is, I actually think he beat uh, Ismagulov. I think he beat him pretty clear. So I, I thought he should have been the one who, who fought Armand Sarukin. But you know, it, it doesn't always work out like that. Um and then uh, and then look at Jalen Turner. You know, nobody's talking about him yet. Well, bro, like he's like running through people. These guys are scary. These guys are not people. You know, no one wants to talk about them. Is because if you talk about them, you have to fight them. I'm on the other hand, I'm talking about them because I want to fight them all in the future. I'm not. I'm not trying to avoid anybody. So those are the guys I want to fight. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely right. People don't talk about them. They don't mention them because when you mention them, all of a sudden you're willing it into existence almost. Do you think that's what, and, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but do you think that's what Paddy's doing? Because Paddy never mentions anyone's name. Do you think he doesn't want to create any friction or, or, or give life to something? And I'm not yeah. saying that, by the way. I'm not... Paddy's got a lot of... Um... <laughs> got a lot of uh, power behind his words, especially with how many followers he has or whatever. You know, he, whoever he calls out, he can fight. The UFC likes him a lot, obviously, and they should. Look at that. He's, uh, he, um, you know, he, he brings in... Uh, he's, uh, he's funny. <laughs> he's, he's funny and... Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, he gets the views, so I get it. Um, whoever he wants to fight, he can fight. He... Obviously, in my opinion, if I was his coach, I... I'd be like, hey, calm down. We're going to take this slow. We're, we're going to work our way up, and we're just going to keep on focusing on improving. Like, maybe even focus less on uh, interviews and things like that. Just focus on fighting. But, like, 
Patty could fight anybody he wants right now. If he just calls him out and really like tells the UFC, hey, I want this fight, the fight. Oh, no, without question, you know, because, listen, Paddy is known for being very funny. He's got a big personality. He's brash. But the, the, the kid can fight as well, you know, so he's not here by accident. But one thing that Paddy does have that some people say, Benil, is what's costing you, and you know where I'm going with this. Oh, Paddy can talk. Paddy can sell a fight. Paddy can entertain people. But you're a man of lesser words, and I know you're a very respectful guy. You don't want to talk crap and all the rest of it. But Benil, we just gotta start talking a little shit, brother. We gotta start just talking some shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's a little tricky, you know, because one day I will be retired, and the only per- person, people who are gonna look back at my career and, and my uh, everything I did is my kids. Last thing I need them to to see is the way I acted like a. I like to act like an ass, and and then they're like, "Well, you know, you always tell us to act this way, but why were you acting like that?" And, and you know, last thing I need my kids is to call me a hypocrite. So that's the one thing I always look at. It's like, yeah, that that would be rough for me. So I I don't know, man. It, it's a little bit hard, but telling the truth is not hard. Like being, hey, you know, and then I, I don't mean in a bad way for uh, Dustin Poirier. Everybody got like all hurt about it, but bro, I'm I'm genuine. Like. You don't want to fight these up-and-comers? They're like the least of your problems. At least I've been around for a while. You don't like the guys who have like four or five fights in the UFC and they're, they, they're just killing it? Then you're you're in, you're going to be in a long, uh, long way to find your next opponent. There's not a lot of guys left. These guys are coming in. The new guard's coming in. You're, you're, you're going to be old news, whether you like it or not, if you don't fight them. Yeah, 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 no, no, you, you make some good points. And the reason I did this is because when you say about the kids, you're absolutely right. And that's all I ever did make a complete <laughs> asshole out of myself. So I'm like, oh, you are so correct. But wait, I'm so you up- bring that up to you? Do your kids actually bring no. that up to you? Oh, good, good. No, no, no not, not yet. But, but they will, they will give it some time. It's coming, it's coming. Um, Islam Makachev, Alexander mm-hmm. Volkanovsky. What are we saying? You know, I, I lean towards Islam just because it's a big size difference. They're both very skilled. It, it you look at um, Volkanovski's ability to see punches and, and kicks and just kind of uh, implement his game plan in the striking. It's amazing. He's he's very good at moving, moving out. Uh, you know what's crazy is his ability to actually land so many low kicks, even though he's not actually trying to knock it like. Put some damage on them and then use that to, to. So he has a lot of tools in the striking department. Islam, on the other, on the other hand, I would say he has very good base in striking. What he does really well is his feints. He feints really well. He's able to use his feints to move you to to the to the cage, or he's able to feint until you you're not sure how he's going to react, and then he gets down. Um, it's it's it's. It's going to be about that takedown. Who can take? Uh, who can get the takedown? And if, if, and he's if you know if he's able to hold the other person down, that's, that's the tricky part because we have to also remember Volkanovski shoots a lot too. He does a lot. He goes for a lot of takedowns. So it's it's definitely a possibility. You know, he gets a takedown in this fight. It, it's not like Islam can take that. We've seen him taken down by uh, Thiago Moises. We've seen him get taken down by Armand. He can be taken down. So, um. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the fight, and then cardio too. I would lean towards Volkanovski because he has no weight cut, but 
having a big dude like uh, uh, Makachev on top of you for a couple of rounds, that'll wear you out. So I, I don't know, man. There's so much to it. Uh, I'm actually just excited to watch the fight because I'm... No, I'm a fighter and I want to fight these guys, but I'm also a fan. And this is a fight you can get behind. Yep. No, fully agree. I, I cannot wait for it. In fact, I'm going to be commentating it. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question here. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't think I'm insulting you because I'm not. Because I'm the same way. But how old are you, Benio? Because we're seeing a fair bit of grey hair coming through there, brother. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 33 pushing 54. I don't know how to explain it, bro. I have a kid, and all of a sudden, I look like I'm 50. Fortunately, yeah. it doesn't affect my fighting. No, no, no. You look good, buddy. You look good. You rock it. It's distinguished. You know, so some women like that, you know. Um, we're going to play a game, if you don't mind. It's going to be called No More Mr. Nice Guy with Benil. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> all right, we're just going to throw up the game. I it's just a game. game. It's just a little game. And what you say in games doesn't matter. It's not real. But we, all, we, right, we, all, we, right. all right, all right. So I'm going to say some names, and you're just going to say what comes to mind. And, and, and what you think in your deepest, darkest, loneliest, darkest oh, thoughts right. about these people. But we'll start with your old friend that you mentioned recently, Dustin Poirier. Uh, clown sauce. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Charles Oliveira. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the girl that always plays games and never lets you know if, the, if it's happening or it's not happening? What's that? What's that word? Dora the Explorer. Yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll, we'll just go. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> He's like a um, flirt. That's what he is. He's like a bad flirt. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll fight you. Oh, I won't fight you. Oh, I'll fight you. I won't fight you. He's a flirt. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, just engage it. Madman. He is a madman. He is yeah. a madman. Harrington, like Harrington, jump on here a second. What names am I forgetting? I've, I've, I've drawn a blank. Give me some top fives. Give me some Islam Makachev. Basic. A basic. Interesting. Basic. What makes him basic, in your opinion? Humbly, of course. It's all basics. He doesn't do anything like he, he's not reinventing the wheel. He's good at the one two he's good at the his le uh, right hook he's a southpaw he he doesn't shoot a lot because he you know sets it up really well which allows him to get the takedown but he's all basics it's all basic so mm. if you want to beat mm. a guy like that you got to be good at two things you got to be good at basics and you got to be comfortable because he knows how to put the pressure on Benil, when i speak to you it's clear that you know a lot about mixed martial arts and the strategy and the technical side of things. Cause you know, you, you speak a lot of sense. And of course what you achieve in the octagon is world-class, you know, some of the opponents that you've beaten. Um, have you always had an analytical mind when it comes to fights and just generally in life? No, no, I think you get that <laughs> as you get older. I mean, uh, fighting was always easy. I never can like, you you'd never hear me complaining about fighting. You say, "Hey, this guy's got an issue with you." Okay, let's let's get it. Let's get to it. Or, I don't know. Like fighting has always been hard. You ask me to speak in public. That that uh, stuff like that actually terrifies me. Uh, but fighting yeah. never been an issue. And then the studying part that really did come in after I got injured. I had some neck issues, and I just couldn't I couldn't train the way I wanted to. So for a while, I was just studying, and it, and it didn't doesn't really 
like it still doesn't make me happy. <laughs> it doesn't give me any joy. Uh, it's like cardio. I, I, no one likes yeah. cardio. And people who go for runs and say, oh, I love running. I, I always question them, you know. I love running. I have uh, no knees. I have no knees. I have strange. two total knee replacements and yeah. I still run nearly every day. You guys are strange. It's just strange. Like, what are you doing running? What are you running from? Like, you know, what do you, what's the point of it? And I mean, don't get me wrong. I do it, but I, it's because I have to. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, I, I had to learn. I had to learn the studying part. And then once I learned the studying part, you start to see uh, – you start to see people's nature in their fighting style. So it's cool. Mm, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned uh, fighting was never an issue for you. But growing up, you don't seem like the type of kid that would have been getting involved in a lot of fights and stuff, or were you a bit of a scrappy kid? Oh, goodness, man. I got my ass whooped, like, all the time. So when I was young, I used to get my ass whooped by my sister and then also my my buddies because I was the weakest. And then as I got older, I you know, getting – you get your ass kicked enough, you learn how to fight. So then I got better. Oh at yeah, <laughs> uh, I got better at fighting, and then uh, it just ended up doing it a lot more than I should. And then I got kicked out of one school, and then I got—I was almost kicked out of two schools. Yeah, I got kicked out of one school for sure, and then I almost got kicked out of another school. And then, actually, when I found martial arts, I kind of calmed down a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Nice. It was helpful. So we have the 91 freeway separating where we live. You're still in Yorba Linda, right? Yeah. Well, I'm actually Placentia now. So I'm a little bit. Oh, yeah, Plas- yeah, it's still the same area. Same. So I'm in Anaheim <laughs> we're, we're, Hills. I'm just, we're neighbors. Yeah. We're neighbors pretty okay. much. Bro, I think I've, uh, I've seen either, I don't know. Uh, you go to Mother's Market, right? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Not very often, but sometimes. Okay. I, I, I don't know, man. Never mind then. Well, we'll say hi. Next time you see me and mothers, you know, get in my bloody... I, don't know. I thought it was you just leaving, so I, I figured I'd let you go. I didn't want to bother you, but I feel like... Oh, no, no, I do. I do. I, I do go there, so it might have been me. Um, where, where did you grow up? Obviously, you're Iranian. Did you grow up in Iran? When did you I move to there, America? I was there since uh, until nine, and then, when we, then we came to America, and then um, I lived in... I pretty much lived in your Belinda uh, ever since, so about 20 years in your Belinda. And the, when I got married, my wife's like, Oh, I'm not staying here. You, you have to buy me out. So we, we moved down to Placentia, but the goal, right. the goal is to go back to your Belinda. Cause that's the gold standard right there. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I live in Anaheim Hills. It's very similar. It's, it's, it's very, lovely. It's yeah. great. It's lovely. It's just so boring. That's what I love about it. I love the old people because they don't, the, the old people is what I hate. They're lovely. They're very nice. They're but the everywhere. old people. Yeah, they're everywhere, bro. They are. You, listen, you think you want the other other way around, like you you think so, but once you're surrounded by young people and they're loud and they're, Ugh. you know, they they want to talk all the time and whatever. <laughs> How just, dare they? Yeah, <laughs> these young people they want to talk. No, you know what? You're absolutely right, Benil. Because my wife and I we say this. I, I joke. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? I'm like, we need a bit more of a vibe. We need better restaurants to go to. To be honest, I hardly ever leave my house. And we okay. have a nice house in a nice area. The restaurant thing, I agree with you. We could use a little yeah. bit more, you know, restaurant, yeah. better food. Like, uh, that's why I, I will say Placentia. He's got a lot of good Mexican food. You want, Ooh. yeah. You Give know, me better- one restaurant in Placentia that I should check out because I never go to Placentia. We're talking, if you're talking like fast food, do you want to go to Taqueria? No. Del- a, a nice to- restaurant, 
I don't do fast food, Benil. Come on, uh, look at this physique, bro. <laughs> El Farlito. Uh, yeah, I would go to El Farlito for sure. Man, I don't. I prefer. Trust me, Takaria de Anda. It's not that bad for you. It's actually quite healthy. All right. You want to check it out? I'll check it out. All right. So we'll let you go on this. Perfect world. Your next opponent. Who will it be, and when? Perfect world. I'd get to fight Islam, and I'd fight him, man, war, uh, soon, like June or something. But uh, I think. In reality, I get to fight. Another perfect scenario would be to fight Charles, then fight Islam, then probably yeah. fight whoever's next. Whoever's going to do you, do you, I know I said last question, but you mentioned Charles there. Do you think he's going to get the next shot? Do, do you think he's... Because they did offer him it to him, didn't they, on this card this weekend in Brazil, but he said he wanted a break. I think initially that happened. Do you think he's going to get the next shot or do you think he's going to have to win a fight first? At the title? No, I don't think they'll give him a shot at the title because his fight, man, he like he didn't do anything. And yeah. I mean, disrespect, but like he didn't even I don't even know if he landed any shots on Islam. So mm. it, it's hard to get a rematch when you if it was a close fight, you'd be like, OK, uh, it's, uh, let's consider it. But he didn't he didn't land anything. He wasn't yeah. able to do much. So I don't think he needs to. They'll probably say he needs to win two fights or. If he beats me, I mean, if you beat me I, at this point, I, I think that that kind of gives you all the momentum you need. So I think beating me would do the trick, but. Yeah. Not. Well, Benil, the fear of public speaking is the number is the number one fear, I think, for a lot of people. You are bloody good at public speaking. This has been great. You're like, people say Benil can't talk. You're intelligent. You're analytical. You're confident. You're funny. You're brash. You're talking shit about me saying that my kids are going to judge me. You know, you're the total package. Why are you scared of this Benil? I mean, if, if I could explain my fear, I could probably overcome the fear, but I, yeah. I don't, I can't explain it. I don't, I'm not sure why it bothers me so much to speak in front of people, but I mean, talking shit is actually not that difficult. I, if you, the people I love the most, I talk the most crap to. They, that's and, how they, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's how it goes. But, you know, if you want me to talk crap to you, you, you got to be special to me. I got to actually <laughs> genuinely love you. So these guys, yeah, they're not, that's, uh, that, that's an, uh, that's an honor they have not, uh, they have not earned, so not they have not earned yet. All right, well, listen. Hopefully, we've earned another interview from you in the future. When you get a fight booking, we'd love to hear from you again, Benil. Thanks for your time. Love talking to you. Love the career, man. I'm a big fan. I love the way you fight. The 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 technical prowess that you have is unbelievable, man. Listen, Michael. I know you probably hear this uh, all the time, but bro, you're 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 one of the best examples uh, for guys like me. I'm you know 33, still trying to get a title shot. And people will say like, bro, if you haven't gotten your title shot, you haven't won the belt yet. It's not going to happen. You always look, I always, you know, you're one of the guys that go to, and obviously now we have Glover Texture as well, but bro, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're the man. I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you having me. You have a great day. No, thank you, Benil. Take care. All the best, man. All the best. Right. And that just might be Harrington, the nicest man in the whole of mixed martial arts. What a guy. And for a person that says that he can't uh, talk, what a sensational interview. A little bit of a bit of a sound quality issue right at the start, but we'll be back in just a second. Okay, let's talk about better help. As we know, mental health never had more focus than what it has right now, but for some reason there is still stigma attached certainly for men these days because they don't want to they don't want to expose what might be perceived as 
a weakness, you know, but there's nothing wrong with talking about your problems. More than likely, most people are going through something and talking to somebody will help, whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, addiction, temper, anger problems, whatever it is, speaking to somebody will help. And that is where better help comes in. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. What I mean by that is your therapist, if you don't like it, they'll give you a different one. You just push up a button, you'll be given to someone else. You don't have to jump in your car, drive around to the other side of town, park the car, walk in, have it all awkward. You do it all there from the comfort of your own home on your phone. Very, very easy. New testimonials are posted daily, so you can join over the 1 million people that have taken charge over their mental health. Listen, you know what it is. If you've got something that's going on in your mind and only you know what that is right now, you know, deal with it. You will find the world a better, happier, brighter place. You will have more ambition. You will be happier in your day-to-day life. Whatever that demon is, you know, take care of it. Go to betterhelp.com slash believe. You're going to get 10% off your first month. Okay. Financial aid is available as well. And this is, this is real people that you're dealing with real professional counselors. Okay. No quacks, no idiots. Okay. Professional counselors done securely online. So betterhelp.com slash believe is the, uh, the website. Make sure to use that believe code 10% off your first month, betterhelp.com slash believe and all the best. All right, so anyway, uh, before Benil rudely interrupted, we were talking about the fourth, the fourth fight, the fourth fight between Moreno and Figueredo. It's all about who has the ability to extract the most information and then change or implement or improve their style. You know what I'm saying? And I think Moreno, what is he, 29, late 20s, I believe. And Figueredo's 35. He's strategically, sorry, historically has a problem making weight. I think MMA Junkie are even reporting that he's having a tough weight cut. I think that's going to be an issue. I think 35 is a bit of an issue. I think Moreno is the only one that got a stoppage. I think he's younger. And, and he's also been with some different coaches. He's with Safe Saud. He was with James Krause. He's moving around. He's extracting information. And also, Figueredo hasn't fought in a year. In that meantime, Moreno had a great fight with Kai Kara France. You know what I'm saying? So because of the more activity, because of the younger nurse, the youth. Yeah, I've got Moreno. Okay. I I'm I'm looking at it the exact opposite way okay. with the with the James Krause thing. Right? Like the at the end of the day, he's in the middle of a camp, right? Training for a title fight, and he finds out he has to fire his coach and move to a whole new gym. That wasn't that wasn't that recently though. That was a while ago now. Couple months, but still, like months. he was, he was actively in camp with Kraus. Had to fire him. Go find a new coach. But, figure out the rhythms. But, 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 do you know why that's good? Because when what? you work, when you work with a coach, uh, and you've been with the same coach for years and years and years, right? You, you've basically extracted what you can from that coach. And if you work, let's just say you get a guest session or whatever with a new coach. That new coach wants to show you all his tips and his tricks, all his good stuff first, because otherwise you're not going to be impressed. You're not going to think about joining that team. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to, they're going to be very giving to start. They're going to show you all the shit they've got because they want you thinking, oh my God, this coach is amazing. I've got to stay with this coach. So he was with Kraus for a bit and he got to take away more than likely all the best bits that Kraus can offer because everyone does have little tips, little tricks, little techniques. You know what I mean? So he would have absorbed some of that from him. 
And now he's going to save Saud, who has a tremendous team. 47MA, great team down there. And Safe Saud is a tremendous coach. So he's pulling from Safe. He's pulling from Kraus. He's pulling from whoever the fuck it was before in Tijuana. You know what I mean? And he's going to be pulling Figueredo's head off. Maybe. That's interesting because he did, after he made the move to Kraus, that's when he got the finish against uh, Figueredo. So... You know, now he's yeah. been with he's been with Kraus for a couple of years. Had the another fight with uh, with Figueredo, like you said, that's more knowledge for him to download. And he's changing it up, heading into this fight. You sold me, Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno. All right, listen, uh, Gilbert Burns is fighting this weekend. Got a huge fight against Neil Magny, and he joins us. I'm going to say right now. We joined me yesterday. And you know why I'm saying that? I was going to say right now, I've got a different T-shirt on. I'm wearing Violent Gentleman. But still, we're going to throw to yesterday's interview with Gilbert Burns right now. <laughs> All right, I'm here with Gilbert Burns. Gilbert, listen, I know we just spoke very, very recently. But you are looking very lean, my yeah. friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 180, very close. Nine pounds to make way. I'm very happy. I was never that lean. I'm training again tonight, and I'm I'm feeling great, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be the easiest week that I ever had. Nice, nice. Glad to hear it, Brian. Are we good at your end? Hey, Gilbert. Uh, his connection seems to be a little uh, screwy. Is your are you on uh, Wi-Fi? Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi, but I'm in Brazil, my brother. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, the right. internet is not good. It is just what it is. We got Brazilian time. We got Brazilian Wi-Fi. But let me ask you this, yes. Brazilian food. When you go back to Brazil, like, obviously, I live in America, and I have a great life here, and I love it, and I'm sure you do as well. But when I go back home, when I'm in Brazil, when the plane touches down and I see the British flag, I feel like I'm home, and it feels amazing. Is it a similar experience for you, Gilbert? Yes. Yeah, man. Similar. Like, I... I... I love Brazil, you know, for sure. Same. I live in Boca Raton, I live in Florida now. But when I'm back in Brazil, then I'm home, you know, especially right now, kind of uh, my name is kind of getting a little bigger here because everyone recognizes airport, you know. So, yeah, having a great time right here. Cannot wait to fight for these guys. Uh, how hard is it for you when you fought in, in, in London? How, how hard it was? Because I think the last two times they fought, they were very famous. So, and, and you got to give me a little tip. Ah, uh, listen, you just got to focus on the fight, buddy. I mean, of course, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people cheering for you. The Brazilians, I think, are some of the most passionate fans in all of mixed martial arts. So obviously, you want to put a fight on, you want to put on a performance, a display of greatness. But you've just got to focus on yourself, man. You can't let that affect anything. But uh, let me ask you, so you're close to 170. When you weigh in, what is the food of choice? What will the post weighing meal be uh and friday like right after wings i still keep it super clean you know like my 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 first meal is gonna be rice and eggs white rice and eggs just to just because the body will observe very easy but then i will still keep it clean that day the only thing that i have i I cannot wait. It's going to be the acai because we have acai places here. Very good. One of my favorite spots called Golden Sucos, like Golden, like Jewish, Jewish gold. So it's right here, like two minutes, one minute walking. So that's the acai I'm taking for sure. But other than that, I'm keeping super clean. You know, I'm going to have a little pasta, salmon, 
I'm going to have a couple of sweet potatoes. And, uh, and that's it. I'm going to keep it super clean. And, but after the fight, my guy, after the fight, you know, I'm going to the Rio Brasa is the best. Like Churrascaria, the Brazilian barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a good time S Sunday. I'm going to stay here all the way to Friday. So I'm going to eat very good next week. And I'm I cannot about wait for that. A few caipirinhas. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Just... Just if you say, oh, you're fighting in London. If they don't let me know on Saturday, for sure, the whole week, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, man, the, the Caipirinhas, they get me wasted. When I was on the Ultimate Fight Show, my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach made like a big like blender full of it, and I was <laughs> hammered, man. It's good stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, it's so good. Me too. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, the sugar. The sugar gets you going. Um, we yes. spoke to you kind of recently, so we won't keep you too long, but thank you for your time, Gilbert. Um Obviously, you're fighting Neil Magny. We spoke a couple of weeks ago, but how are you feeling now? Obviously, the fight's just a few days away. I'm assuming you're excited and ready to go to war. Yeah, yeah I'm super excited. Like Just like you said, ready to go to war if I have to. Uh, bro, he's big. He's long. He's six, six three foot tall. Uh, I think, Michael, I think he's going to try to use the distance. Because I'm short, I think he's going to might try a couple, couple front kicks, a couple knees. And if I get too close, I think he's going to try to clinch a little bit. But, bro, game game plan is ready. I'm going to try to go to throw a couple heavy hands, get him out of there. If I'm landing, I'm going to – I might stay on my feet a little bit. But if I'm not landing, see that he's he's doing a good movement, he's keeping the fight there, I'm going to take this guy down and I'm going to submit this guy. So I want to finish it. I don't need, but I want to finish. I think a finish mm – -hmm. Will, me, will put me back in a tight contention. Then I'm fighting another guy, but I need a. I I don't need, but I want to finish. I want to finish Neil Magny. When's the last time you fought in Brazil? Uh, Damian Maia, but that was that kind of doesn't count because that was the beginning of the pandemic. So yeah. there was no crowd in there. There was no crowd. And it was in Brazilia. Last time I fought in Rio. That guy's not even in UFC anymore. I fought Cowboy Oliveira. Remember the Brazilian Cowboy, yeah, Alex yeah. Oliveira? And that was fight of the night. So, yeah, I have good memories. The other time that I fought in Rio, I had submission of the night with beautiful arm bar. So, I don't know. I hope I keep, I keep it going like that. You know, get another bonus would be very nice. But, like, wins the most important? I, I want to finish this guy. What do you think the Brazilian people, obviously, you know, Brazil has a very, very steep history in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, obviously, is where it comes from. Do you think the people, when they're watching you in the stadium on Saturday night, do you think they'd rather see a knockout or a submission? And what would you prefer? I don't care. I don't, I don't think they, they care to. I think they want to finish just as much as I do. It's just like, it's just like soccer, you know. They just want you to score a goal. They don't want – you don't need to be beautiful. You don't need – they just want to see a goal. I think mm -hmm. the Brazilian crowd is the same. They just – they want to see a finish, you know. And I have the best style. Or my my goal is, Michael, knock this guy out or submit him. No plan B. That's it. That's plan A. Knock him out or submit this guy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, we love you. You're a friend of the show. May the best man win, of course. But when you get the job done Saturday night, you got to be close to a title fight. Now, of course, Leon and Kamaru three, yes. that was just announced. That's definitely going down. Give me your thoughts on that matchup. And then tell me how close do you think you are to a title fight? 
Uh, I think the fight will be super close, like you said. Now, no outs to Leon Edwards' house. I want Kamara to win, you know. I know Kamara, we train together sometimes, so I want him to win, but I think Leon is going to win. I think he's going to be super close. But that guy at home, London crowd is just as crazy as Brazilian crowd. Like I said before, Kamara is the first man walking into the arena now, to the, to the cage. Yeah. Let's see how that pressure is going to be with Kamara walking after, with, with Leon Edwards wa walking after. I think I'm in love with the corner. Like I told you last time in the show, the yep. corner did an amazing job between rounds. And I think they just studied Kamara and they studied Leon. And then I think they're going to do a, a great game in playing. I think it's going to be close, but I, I, I got Leon Edwards with the winning. And uh, mm. I think I'm right there. I'm right there, you yeah. know. With a with a with a great win with a finish against uh Neil Magny, I don't know. I think maybe one or two more to to kind of solidify. Like I said, I don't want to ask for a favor. I don't want to bag to a title show. I want to earn. So it depends on who I'm fighting. You know, if I'm fighting on a, a top contender, maybe one more fight. If those top contenders don't want to fight me, maybe two more, whatever. But mm -hmm. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to earn another title shot. I don't care if it's one, two, three. But I know the first step is Neil Magny. And I'm coming to everything. I'm ready for a war Saturday night. Do you think Neil knows what he's in for when he walks out there? I, I'm not sure if he's fought in Brazil before, but I've been there for multiple events. And that Brazilian crowd, he the did. passion that they show for their Brazilian fighters is unbelievable you know and he's gonna get some shit when he walks out there saturday night i i saw a little little one of my friends sent me a little bit of his oh I, yeah i've been here before i fought damian meyer yeah i kind of know what the crown i don't think he's familiar but he said he is so we'll see you know we'll see but that that card is gonna be crazy bro and Wow, I think I think he has a lot of experience. You know, he's he's being the on the hostile territory. I think he's kind of used to that. But I'm looking forward to it. Cannot wait, Michael. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're all looking forward to it. it. We won't keep you much longer, uh, Hamza. Obviously, your old friend. I, I think I saw a tweet or something where you said that you heard he's going up to middleweight now. Is that correct? I heard. I, I don't know if it's true, but I think. He is because he was huge last time he missed the weight by a lot of pounds. And I just, and the, they just put a video. That guy was huge. Uh, like me. Oh, and I saw that video. I said, that guy's fighting middleweight. He's no way he's fighting welterweight. He's no way. Hmm. If he missed the weight and now he's bigger than before, there's no way. It's I massive. just, I don't there think that, there was that picture where he's standing up. Dude, he looks 210 yeah. pounds at least. Um, yeah. Crazy. And, but, Talking about Hamza, I'm very happy with the guys from Blocky Asset. They finally got my NFT on. I'm so excited. I was a little bit jealous. So come on, you guys just do Michael Bisbee. You guys just Aww. do Darren T. Hamza. You got to show me some love. At least now they're you know, very happy with the new NFTs. They put the, all the Brazilian lutadores there, all the fighters. It's me, Glover Teixeira. Figueredo, and we got this guy. Don't sleep on that guy, Michael. I know you don't, but Gregory Rodriguez, this guy is a mon Gregory Bro. Rodriguez. Oh, I know Robocop. The guy's a monster. The guy that had a huge cut, Robocop. Yeah. This guy, I'm telling you, I fought, I fought Hamza. I, I, I lost to Hamza. I lost to Kamaru. But guess what? 
Next day, I was fine. I was good. A little bruise, but nothing special. I sparred with big, big gloves with this guy, and we were hard. Guess what? I had two days of a headache. Two days, Michael. <laughs> I was just like, man, I hope I don't have a, uh, I hope I don't have a concussion or something. I didn't have nothing, but I say I'm not sparring the big gloves anymore. He, this guy is a monster. I'm very happy that Blocky Asset is doing his his NFTs too. I'm gonna sign a bunch of today. We're gonna take a couple pictures, make some videos. We're gonna be nice stuff coming on the Black Asset. So guys, tune in. A lot of nice things coming on from 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 Black Asset, but not Michael Bisping, Darren Till, and Hamza. Now the Brazilian guys too. It's the, it's the Brazilian time. So you've got you, Figueiredo, Robocop, Rodriguez, uh, Glover Teixeira, of Glover course. Teixeira. Yeah, yeah, you're all there, and that cool. drops the 19th of January, 4 p.m., 1 p.m. in Rio. And where do people get that? Because uh, I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm not sure where do people buy the NFTs. I think you go to to to, to the website, Block Asset. All the info right there is going to be a link in there. I'm going to be posting a link. Nice. I'm going to put a link on my story now. But for sure, if you go to Block Asset page, all the info right there. Go get yours NFT. When you get when you get my NFT, you you uh, invest in my career as well. So it's not those postcards, those little things that you buy in. No, you invest on myself. So go go there, get my NFT, supporting myself. And I really appreciate all that. So Blocky yes, asset, go go get yours. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of things there. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, no, Black Asset, Black Asset, they're great people. Uh, and do check out the NFTs if that's your thing, because they are amazing. Uh, the ones that they did, the Legends collection that I was involved in, they had Muhammad Ali, they had Wayne wow. Rooney, myself. They're calling me a legend, right? That makes me feel very old. You very are, old. you are. How old no, are you? No, no. I, I'm 36. I want I want they calling me a legend soon too, bro. No, you you're a legend because the things that you made it. No, not your age. You're legend because you're freaking UFC bastard, champion. Yo, I'm an old bastard. Yeah. Talking of legendary stuff, we got to I'll beat you. I, I hope I'll beat you, but yeah. Did the hair right now, Gilbert? That's legendary. This is a new hairstyle for you, right? <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah. How you like that? How you like it? I like it, man. The only Brazilian with an afro. Yes, <laughs> the only one. Good, and with the, good, the Brazilian band, with the Brazilian bandana as well. So the only one they don't miss it. And the only Brazilian with the American name, Gilbert Burns. So that's me. That's the guy right there. I think that's an English name. It sounds very, very English. But still, Gilbert, you've got better things to do than talk to us. We appreciate you. You're a friend of the show. Uh, all the best Saturday night. All right. Uh, all jokes aside, it's a very tough fight. Neil Magny is uh, a worthy opponent and it's going to be an incredible fight. We always love watching you fight. You bring it every single time, Gilbert. So you always have the respect of the Believe You Me podcast, the community and all the fans worldwide. So thank you for your time and good luck Saturday night. All the best. And there he is, Gilbert Burns. Loved speaking to Gilbert. Loved the new haircut. Loved the confidence. All right, let's talk about the fight. I know that Neil Magny is a hell of a fighter. And, and he's a tough out for anybody. And he has a habit of winning fights that maybe you, sh you don't think he should. Lost to Shavkat Rachmanov. The man's undefeated. Rachmanov is potentially a future champion. He's very, very good. Uh, the fact that he took the fight is impressive in itself. So he's going to pose some problems for Gilbert. But I just think that Gilbert, I think he's more dangerous on the feet with the power that he possesses. If it hits the ground, Gil that's, that's Gilbert's world all day. 
I think even in takedowns, you might be able to overpower him and have better technique and better entries. Basically, this is a long roundabout way of saying I, I, I've got Gilbert Burns winning that fight. He's looking for a submission or a knockout. I think he might get a submission or a ground and pound finish. What say you, Herringbone? I mean, Neil Magny wins in six of his last eight. Um, I mean, like you said, uh, the Jeff Neal fight, who wasn't counting him out heading into that fight? That was, that was you know, everybody was on Jeff Neal in that <laughs> fight. Uh, it got the decision win there. There is something about um, like the Shavkats of the world, the Michael Chiesas of the world, guys who can take Neil Magny down and keep him there um, where you could just grind out a decision, right? Like the, the guy is incredibly, incredibly hard to finish. Uh, I mean, Shavkat got the got the guillotine there, but I mean, Gilbert is Gilbert is a monster on the ground, uh, and just the fact that I've seen Neil Magny in recent years really struggle with a with a continued uh, high pace grappling attack that I think Gilbert is going to throw at him. Plus, Gilbert has heavy, heavy hands, man. Yep. So I don't know. This is this this does feel like Gilbert Burns, but like you said, Neil Magny has a habit of winning these fights that everybody's counting him out of. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's no disrespect, but, uh, yeah, I've got Gilbert winning that one now. So, listen, we went from the main event, Glover, right? Then we went to Gilbert. And now we're going to go to another G. Glover, Gilbert, Gregory. The triple Gs of the Brazilian fight world. Gregory <laughs> Rodriguez, Robocop. You should know the name. If you're a fan of the sport, you should know his bloody name. Simple as that. Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop, heavy, heavy-handed, world-class jiu-jitsu. Big fight this weekend, and he joins us right now. What is up, Robocop? How are you, buddy? I'm good, brother. How are you? Looking forward uh, to today, man. Uh, th th thanks for your time, Gregory. I know it's getting close to the fight for you, so uh, we appreciate you jumping on. So we won't keep you very long. Obviously, big fight at the weekend. Is this this will be the first time for you fighting for the UFC in Brazil? Tell me how excited are you? Oh man, I'm so I'm so excited for this fight. Um, I've, uh, since then, I moved to the United States. It was like uh, almost five years. I didn't come back to my town. So being here is amazing. I brought my my wife, my baby, for met family. So yeah, that's incredible. So but now is a fight week. My my mind is doing the fight, and after that, I'm gonna take some vacation here. But uh, yeah, man, I'm so happy to be uh, in my first pay per view. Um, UFC in Rio Janeiro. That's going to be big. I'm excited oh, yeah. for it. Yeah, no, no, it's going to be absolutely massive. So you are doing extremely well in the UFC. You were on the contender, right? That didn't go your way. But then you had two wins in the LFA. Since then, I think you've won four out of your five. And you're known for your jiu-jitsu, but you've been knocking everybody out, Gregory. <laughs> yeah, man, like, like always I said, um, you know that, like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not thinking – uh just like oh man i'm a jiu-jitsu fighter you know i have jiu-jitsu that's one of my skills but i think mma you know uh it's a different sport so you need to know how to mix it you need to know how to do the change and uh and one of the things was my i need to fix it was my striking you know uh sometimes i just try to take the guy down and get tired and then when it's done that the fight goes then and I, I i i got in trouble but uh, so and then I focus a lot on, on my striking game. When I moved to the United States, start training with a lot of beasts there. Uh, I went to um, Kings MMA 
you know, with Rafael Cordero was amazing for me. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Florida, started at Killcliffe FC. Henry Hooft, man, is a, you know, nasty um, kickboxing. And then I have Daniel Mendes, one of my striking coach. So, yeah, man, and I love the striking, you know, like I fell in love with that. Started knocking people out, man. That, that's that's nice. And, uh, yeah, but I'm still with my background in jiu-jitsu. Uh, I want to be complete, you know, Mike. I want to, you know, I can strike and I can go to ground. And, uh, yeah, I still improve my game. I'm not going to stop to learn. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I try to build in my own style. Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. happy you know, my striking start working now. Well, it's definitely working. As I say, three out of your four wins in the UFC have been by knockout and over really good competition. But for those people that don't know, what are your, and, and I don't expect you to show off because you're a very humble man, but what are your jiu-jitsu credentials? Are you a, a former world champion? What are we talking about here, Gregory? Yeah, um, I, in my uh, my color belt, you know, since my blue belt, always I compete in jiu-jitsu. I didn't, when I moved to MMA, uh, I got my black belt. I didn't have a chance to compete in my black belts, but uh, I got the world uh, world championship in jiu-jitsu in my purple belt. I won uh, in Abu Dhabi, the world professional, um, eight times as national champion. Um, I competed in the high level. All the guys still competing was the black belt. We used to fight together when I was young. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, man, so... Um, that's, that's helped support me and help my career a lot in MMA, but yeah, um, I get my credential in jujitsu and, and since I, I didn't compete, um, with my black belt, but I never stopped to train jujitsu. So yeah, hmm. that, that's we were I talking have. to, yeah, we were talking to Gilbert Burns before, and he said that you are an absolute beast. He said that you guys were sparring. And then afterwards, he had a pounding <laughs> headache for days on end because you beat him up. <laughs> he, he was joking, but he said, you are an absolute beast. It's funny, man. Uh, I, mean, I love I love Gilbert, man. I learned a lot from him. He's a very nice guy. I love his family, Bruna, his kids, uh, my my wife. We, we live together and uh, train together, especially in one camp. I'm I'm glad to you know, make, uh, make a part of the same car of him. And uh, yeah, he teach me a lot. He support me. He said uh, he get a headache, but uh, he didn't. He didn't say he's mashing me on the ground. <laughs> I was exactly. Mad. I, I we was like I I thought it was slow, but man, he started smashing me. And then when I tried to do something, I said, "Man, I'm done. <laughs> I can't." Yeah, but yeah. But is a tough guy. Um, yeah, he he got a lot of experience. And he he his uh, his maturity is so nice, you know how. Mm. And I learned him from him from all the ways, and I love being by his side. He's a very nice guy. I love him. Yeah, no, no, he's awesome. Everybody loves Gilbert. How can you not? He's just great. Yeah. So you're fighting Bruno Ferreira. I gotta say, I'm not overly familiar with this guy. What can you tell me about him? And you know, how do you beat this guy on Saturday night? Yeah, man, like Bruno is a tough guy. He's undefeated. You know, but um, but I know who I am, and he never, man, he never fought a guy like me. You know, I saw and I respect his way. You know, he did, he did his work, man. He went to a contender series, knocked the guy out. Um, he's a, a black belt in judo. His background, I think, he was in the national uh, Brazilian team. 
I respect that. But I, I'm came from the judo, and and like I said, man, that's about MMA. That's not about judo. That's not about jujitsu. So, man, I I did a full camp for this fight. I was expect Brett Tavares, uh, but uh, he 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 got out. I think he got that's hurt. That's right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. so when did you find out about the change of opponent? It was two weeks before the fight, uh, a week ago. Uh, right. They, um, my manager, calling me, and they said, uh, um, "Brad is pulling out the fight." Um, and then they started like search for someone. Nobody accepted the fight. I know that's hard because two weeks notice, and you know, like I will be smart as well. If they offer me Robocop in Brazil, I said no, man, <laughs> that's not a fight I want. But yeah, but Bruno, I respect him, man. He's a he 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 accepted the fight. They was looking for someone in the rules from in the UFC middleweight, and he was a guy who won the contender series, get his contract. He lived in Brazil, and then he accepted the fight, man. I respect that, but. Uh, mm. But yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, Michael, that's not changed nothing in, in my mind. You know, I did yeah. my full camp. He just stepped in. Um, but uh, I know I know where I'm going. And uh, he's just going to be one more guy in front of me. And at the end of the day, man, I just want to take care of my family, get my money, yeah. you know, and get go back home. But, yeah, till Saturday, bro, my mind is going to, you know, I need to pass in this fight and it's still climb in my career so yeah i'm here bro i'm yeah I'm my we're looking so. forward to it we're looking forward to it. i've got to ask you this gregory robocop i think it's an incredible nickname but where does the name obviously it's a great movie you know and obviously now with the shaved head yeah. you look a little bit like robocop when he takes the <laughs> helmet off but where does the nickname come from Man, that's come as a long time ago, 2014. It was my first uh, MMA coach, Josuel Stakin, and ex Gene back in the days. Uh, he didn't know my name and he tried to call me. I mean, just was a guy came from Jiu Jitsu. And then you, man, a Robocop, come here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and every, like in the last fight, man, that gash on my forehead. And now, now I know why a Robocop. But there's a big story out, uh, uh, behind this. And, and now, before in Brazil, if you don't like the nickname, bro, that's gonna be your nickname. <laughs> and exactly. That, yeah, yeah. Time, I didn't. I, didn't I, I don't. I don't like it too much. But everyone started calling me Robocop, but now I enjoy it. You know, I, I like it, the movie. The story about Murphy, the the, the cop, yeah, you need yeah. to die, Robocop rising up, and then that's me. You know, so yeah, uh, I better I alive. That. You were coming with me. I can't do an impression <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, That's Robocop's it. awesome. I think it's a great nickname, and the movies are fantastic. I haven't seen it in years. So the scar between your eyes, is that what happened in the last fight? This is good, oh. man. Looking good. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. So that was against uh, Chidi and Jaquan? Yeah, it was Chidi. Like uh, yeah. 30 seconds in the first round, man. I just got a hit by his knee. and But, man, it's funny. I didn't. I, I didn't feel like I was dizzy, you know, but uh, the blood, man, started going into my eyes. I got kind of blind in the fight. And then if you saw, uh, like, uh, my van right right over here, and if the van, like, you know, get a hit on the van, and, and then the, the fight, it, it was need to be stopped, and I would need yeah. to go in the hospital right away. And probably I was close, like, maybe lose my vision. But thank God, man. Thank God that that didn't yeah. happen. And uh, yes, but uh, 
Yeah. It is what it is, brother. Um, you know, it's we are a crazy are sport, man. It's a crazy sport, and we need to be ready for everything, you know. That can Absolutely. happen to any, any, anybody. So what are we saying Saturday night? Are we going for a submission or a knockout? What are you looking for? Uh, either, bro. <laughs> I'm ready Whatever. for it. You know, like, I'm ready for knocking out. I'm ready for submitting. I know my jiu-jitsu is better. I know my strike is better. But like I said, man, I respect him. If he was certified two weeks notice, it's because he has something to show. But, uh, man, I'm ready, bro. I, I'm prepared. I was preparing for this fight uh, for a long time. And, uh, yeah, and always, Michael, I keep in my mind three rounds. I have 15 minutes. And what happened before it, it's a bonus. But, uh, man, I'm ready for, you know, win the fight. doesn't matter. Like, I have the first, yeah. I have the second, I have the third round. And I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to, you know, give a good show for the people, for the fans, and and for my 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 people, and especially in Brazil. Well, we can't wait for it because your fights are always exciting, and I'm not just saying that your fights are always the the, the great value for money. So um, you're wearing the block acid sweater there. So not only yeah. your first fight in Brazil, right, for the UFC, of course. But you have your first NFTs dropping. So we had Gilbert Burns on. We're hoping to get Glove and some of the other teams. So you guys, together, you're dropping the Lutadores NFT collection through Block Acid, correct? Yeah, man. That's dope, man. I just signed yeah. on the NFTs, man. The picture they they, they they choose was amazing, man. I'm I'm so excited for that. And uh, yes, everyone, uh, anyone need to go in there and check this out, man. The NFTs is amazing. It's dope, man. I love Block Asset. What do they do, the work they do, and, and they're going to, you know, work more and, and some experience the people uh, mm -hmm. for change, you know, like maybe uh, met with us for training or some gloves, signed gloves, and, you know, anything. We're going to talk about that, but uh, man, I'm so excited with the news about uh, the NFTs. And yeah, I just signed the mine, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, because I, I did uh, some NFTs with Block Asset and they did fantastic, so well done yeah. on that. Now, I'm going to introduce you to our producer here on the show, Mr. Michael Harrington. Harrington, show yourself, please, sir. What's going this on? This is our we producer. We, we don't allow him on camera very often, but today he looks good. You look good, Harrington. Um, <laughs> he's been on Twitter. Have you got some questions for our friend Gregory, please? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, first one comes from at GoofCon. Uh, what did Gregory think when Izzy uh, called you the dark horse of the division? Uh, and would you still, would you like to fight him one day? Man, I like it. You know, um, he, um, I, I see like, they watching me and and that's cool it's especially come with the former champion you know like i respect him man i'm a big fan of easy and yeah man i'm looking forward to one fight against him man that's gonna be amazing you know uh, I, step by step i'm gonna build in my career and and that's that's gonna happen definitely mm. okay uh this one is from a house cat who watches mma uh what's a brazilian cocktail that Americans don't know about that they should start ordering. See, can you can you repeat that? And a Brazilian cocktail, you know, like an like a caipirinha or something that Americans don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about this question, Harrington. He doesn't. Yeah, do you drink I, alcohol? I, yeah, no, I don't drink alcohol at all. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't think so. Good for you. It's a yeah, terrible man, drink. I'm <laughs> 
Christian, I'm a Christian I, and I, I didn't. I don't take it. <laughs> not even yeah. not even red wine? No, nothing. Nothing with the, alcohol. <laughs> I think kombucha. Some kombucha is okay. <laughs> Harrington, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. I should have done my research. All right, so I'll follow with this one. Uh, ben Davis wants to know, peanut butter and blank sandwich. What are you putting on your peanut butter sandwiches? My peanut butter sandwich? Yeah. What the... So like, yeah, I I love I love the sandwich, peanut butter. I put some of uh, avocados on top with the honey, and that's what I take it, man. I love it. A peanut butter, <laughs> honey, avocado sandwich. I've never heard yeah. of that before. That's why I oh, have to ask. God. Delicious, man. Okay. You should try. That sounds nice, actually. That does sound nice. I'm gonna ask a proper question. Stay I, on the screen I, now, I, Harrington. And, I like it to get this after cut weight, you know, like when I recover in my, my, in my recover. And mm. then I, yeah, I, I used to do like, and, and then Saturday morning. I like it. Nice, nice, nice. I've got a real question for you. Of course, main event, we've got Glover Teixeira fighting Jamal Hill. And Glover's had such an amazing career and he's been such an amazing ambassador for Brazilian mixed martial arts. I'm assuming he's beloved throughout Brazil. Um, how do you see that main event going down? Oh man, um, like you said, bro. Um, for me, Glover is one of of my examples inside of the MMA world. You know, I love this guy, man, and I love his energy everywhere he go. His smile, you know, and uh, and I love the way he fight, bro. And you know, but I train with um with Hamal with Jamal and. For a couple for a couple days, amazing nice guy. But uh, I believe, man, it's a danger fight for Glover, man. Uh, uh, Jamal have big hands and and he he don't he don't scare me. He don't respect. He go for the fight and he was showing all all of his fights. But I think Glover is a smart guy, man. He he already show why he's in the top, you know, and 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 his age, and he knows that uh, he had he have more to show. I believe this fight, man. Probably, if I was Glover, I would talk. I would take this fight down. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, grappling is a is a high level grappling, and uh, and uh, looking for the submission. I think it, I put my, yeah. I'm I'm going to Glover to share definitely. Yeah, man. yeah, I yeah. I th I think that's pretty much the story of the fight. I mean, Glover's great on the feet. He's got phenomenal boxing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if yeah. he can take Jamal down, yeah, that, that I think that's, that. that yeah, that's his path that's to victory. He's he training jiu-jitsu. He, you know, he's improving himself. But I think he, Glover, he, in this point, is a different level, you know. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yes, man. Uh, but I, it's going to be a tough fight, man. It's a nice fight. I want to watch it. Yeah. Jamal hits ridiculously yeah. hard. Harrington, redeem oh yourself. All right. Uh, Glover's protege, Alex uh, Pereira. Any interactions with him? Do you... Uh, yeah, have you seen him around at all? Is there, is there, yeah, have you, do you have any stories with Alex Pereira? Um, and what is that like now, uh, hunting for, you know, Brazilian at the top of the division? Oh, man, uh, I, I saw him for a couple of times. We did a drill together a long time ago. Uh, he's a very nice guy, humble guy, you know, and uh, we met here in the hotel. Um, but I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't think if, Middleweight in his division, you know, probably he's gonna go up. I know he's a uh, Glover partners, you know, and we have the same manager, 
And uh, but yes, man, I have a lot of fights to do. Maybe a couple of fights for my title shot. If he wasn't if if he's still like a champion, man, it's gonna be amazing because we're gonna fight inside of home. So yeah, and the belt's gonna be in home. But uh, yes, I respect him. I love man. I like it. Uh, he's a legend for glory, you know, from the kickboxing. Yeah. But man, I'm on my way. You know, I'm on my way. Oh, yeah. I wonder it what seems it seems like. Sorry, seems like it's a good time again because Brazil, obviously, mixed martial arts comes from Brazil. And there was a time where a lot of the champions were Brazilian. And then I think maybe a year or two ago, other than Amanda Nunes, there was no other Brazilian champions. But now you've yeah. got Alex Pereira, you've got yeah. Amanda Nunes, you've got Davison Figueiredo, you know, yeah. you're doing fantastic things. Brazilian MMA is doing very good again. Yeah, yeah, man. We are. We are. We have uh, a lot of good fighters representing Brazil so well, and I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm Brazilian man, and always I'm gonna, you know, root for my people and see uh, him get the middleweight belt, one more belt in Brazil, like it was long time ago, like it was before. Uh, that's amazing. You know, see so many champions in Brazil. We show like uh, how Brazilian power, and uh, yes, and and a lot of. Uh, new generations coming, especially in the middleweight division. We have me, we have Kyle Bohalo, we have uh, uh, Denise, uh, uh, um, Muniz, Andrea Muniz is coming. Yep, yep. You know, the ranking. So many guys, bro. So many Brazilians. And uh, yeah, Malaginho in, 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 in 205, man, that guy is a beast. You know, we have so yeah. many good fighters coming up. And I'm happy with that, man. Uh, I, I I went in in in, in uh Pedro Pedro Rizzo he has like uh oh yeah yeah like a nice gym help like pure uh our kids and I w I went there I would I trained there before and I man I saw so many talents there man a lot of guys good great guys just waiting for one opportunity and I and I, I like it when we have more champions here and they and they mm -hmm. and the eyes from the world you know can be in Brazil and yeah. help these people help my people I like that yeah, well, Brazil's always been a powerhouse for mixed martial yeah. arts, and I'm sure Saturday night is going to be an incredible event. Good luck in the fight, right? Can't wait to see it. Good luck with the yeah. NFTs available through Block Asset. I think they drop on Friday, so check those out if you can. But Gregory, thank you thank very you. much. All the best. Good luck. Uh, Kick big, some ass, brother. I'm a big fan, like I said before, man. I love your career. I love what you do for the MMA. We are here because you did your job. You know, you work, you you help us a lot. Thank you, Michael. Man, love you. God bless you guys. And I see you soon. Let's go. Thank you, brother. Take care. All the best. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, my man. Bye-bye. And there he is, Gregory Rodriguez. And he's a smart guy, isn't he? You know, he's crediting me for all of mixed martial arts. All jokes aside, what a guy. Thank you for joining us, Gregory Rodriguez, everybody. All right, there he is, Gregory Rodriguez. Thank you very much for your time. So Glover Gilbert and Gregory are all part of Block Asset. So they're dropping the Luchadores NFT collection. And uh, that's partly why we were able to get them on. So thank you for your time. And if you want to be a part or, or get your hands on some of those NFTs, brazil.blockasset.co, that is the website. Anyway, right, so uh, main card we still got a couple of fights to talk about. Jessica Andrade going up against Lauren Murphy. And we've got Paul Krieg. Paul, let's start with Paul Krieg. Right? Harrington. How you seeing this one go down? Right? Paul Krieg, can hey, he get hey, it done hey. against a worker? Can he get it done against bloody Johnny Worker, mate? 
That was terrible right towards now. the end. I don't know what's going on with the accent. I used to be a good Scottish. Right, now see what you're doing, right? <laughs> Harrington, who have you got in that fighting way? That man can keep on walking. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Paul Craig, there is... Uh, look, the the Vulcan Uzdemir Paul fight Craig. was tough. What? Yeah. Vulcan Uzdemir fight. Tough to watch, right? Uh, but, I mean, he was on here just, uh, uh, I think, last week talking about the improvements he's made in the striking game. I think Johnny Walker is, you know, he. I think he got a submission victory his last fight out. So, clearly... One guy's been working on a stand-up game. One guy's been working on his ground game. I think Johnny Walker, I I could see Johnny Walker falling into a, a grappling exchange, similar to, if I'm not mistaken, Jamal Hill followed Paul Craig down to the ground because he was thinking, you know, my, my submission skills, I can get this ground and pound TKO. I see Johnny Walker taking the bait uh, uh, on, on Paul Craig being on the ground. Then you're in Paul Craig's world, and Paul Craig's going to put you to sleep. And and Paul Craig, uh, Paul Craig, um, Paul Craig, he is so dangerous down there, man. He just snaps those submissions out of fresh air. They're so fast and so deadly. He, he's so good on the ground. But it all comes down to: can he get him on the ground? Will Santos follow him there? So Walker follow him down. And if he doesn't, can he compete on the feet? Right. I think Walker has a massive advantage there, and Paul probably knows that. When I say massive advantage, I'm not talking about technically a, a massive advantage. I'm talking about this weird, freakish, explosive power that he has. That's what Paul needs to be aware of. And I'm sure he knows that, you know, and the unpredictable nature, you know, that's another thing to watch out for. But as we spoke about with Paul, he is trying to uh, become more orthodox, working with uh, John Kavanaugh, things like that. And that takes away from the mentalness, from the unpredictable nature of him. You know, trying to be more orthodox. It could come at a cost. Could. Uh, I think Paul Craig gets the job done. I think working with this new team, all the sparring partners that he mentioned, I think, and, and he's very motivated. Just signed a nice new fight deal, new six-fight deal, pardon me. You know, uh, he's doing tremendous things. And he's in tremendous shape. He's got amazing um, jiu-jitsu. He's a smart man. And if you're, This is a thinking man's game. If you're a smart man, when you lose, you learn from them and you figure out what you've got to do differently. In Vulcan Uzdemir, in that fight, he was. He was kind of exposed a little bit, but he knows. And so he's made some changes, got a new team, training with new people. I've got Paul Craig. I've got Paul Craig winning this. And I hope he does. I like Johnny Walker, though. He's a really nice guy as well. Nothing against Johnny Walker, but Paul is a friend of the show. We've had him on multiple times. And how can you not like the guy? One of the best dudes you're ever going to talk to. So, Paul Craig. This is also the closest he's ever been to a title, right? Like, for Paul Craig, you can actively make the case. He gets a win here, has the fight against Anthony Smith in, in March, and that's it. So, it's like, for me, for a guy like that who's been in the UFC as long as he has, who's been getting these highlight reel finishes as long as he has, to be now on the precipice, there's another level that these guys hit. I think if Jamal Hill wins, if Jamal Hill wins, if the stars align correctly for him, you never know. If Paul Craig makes some noise, makes some force, if he gets an impressive finish, he's the only man to beat Jamal Hill, right? Glover's gone. Let's just say Anthony, let's just, uh, he's, Anthony's got a potential of fighting this weekend. 
But I still think they're probably going to want him to win one before he gets a title fight. He's going down as a backup, of course. So you never know. Maybe they make Anthony and Paul Craig fight and the winner of them gets the shot. But but it's not craziness to think that Paul Craig, with the right scenario, as I say, if the stars align in a certain way, that he was to get a shot. He's the only man to beat Paul uh, Jamal. Anyway, and then we've got uh, Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade. Oh, God, what a pocket rocket. So violent, you know what I mean? The way she picked up Rose Namajuna, slammed her on her head. And then in the rematch, she lost by split decision. But that was a very competitive fight, working the body, beautiful body shots. She's violent. Last time out, I think, against Lemosh, the standing arm triangle, you know, many different ways to win. Lauren Murphy, very good technically. You know, last time out against Misha Tate, progressively got better and better throughout the fight, landing more shots, found the rhythm, got the timing down. And, you know, by the end, it was it was a tough night for Misha Tate. But I think I'm going to lead towards Jessica Andrade. I think she's a bit more explosive, probably more powerful. Uh, I think Andrade gets it done by decision, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see... I could see the path for Jessica Andrade to get a finish in this fight. She is just so deadly uh, at absolutely every turn. And she she's also one of the few female fighters where I feel like it's it's the come back with your shield or on it mentality. You know, she's not she's not just going to grind out a losing decision. She is always going to be fighting uh, uh, to either get the finish or, or, or get a win. So, yeah, there's something about Andrade again, precipice of a title. Right, like she is, she's a former champion at, at 115. Uh, she's already calling for for the rematch against Zhang Wei Li. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, mm. I, I just don't see the path to victory for Lauren Murphy in this one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't write her off quite like that. She's technically sound. She's beaten a yeah. lot of people. The only person in recent memories is uh, Valentina Shevchenko. You know, other than that, she's beating a lot of good ladies. But but still, I'm with you. I agree. I mean, I said it first. You're just piggybacking on my pick, Harrington. <laughs> uh, but there it is. We're going to go to some questions in a second. But big shout out to Glover to Sheriff, to Gilbert Burns, to Gregory Rodriguez, to Benil Dariush. I mean, what about Benil? I mean, the, the man is a very good talker, very smart. Got a good little sly sense of humor there as well. Big fan. Hopefully we'll get him back on when he books a fight. Uh, Brian. Come on stage. Hello. Let us talk to the great, powerful, and wise B. McKay's right on social media platforms. I am um, at least none of those things. Well, well, <laughs> you have got a nice beard coming in, though. Nice bit of hey, ginger. I'm working on it. Just yeah, a I, I shaved mine down the other day. Uh, it went a little bit too much. Rebecca I, he, was horrified. You either have to keep it long or like get rid of it all because it looks weird when it's short. Ginger hair, yeah. you know? Yep, 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 yep. Um, if you want to send a question into bympod at gmail.com, then we suggest you do that. If you want to do that, then that's the website, bympod at gmail.com. The funnier, the wackier, the more interesting or random, the better. Stop sending in the same old questions, please, for the love of God. We want interesting, challenging, intellectual, thought-provoking, uh, inspirational questions that Anthony and I 
maybe Harrington can dig deeper and give you some insights and some some bestow some wisdom upon you. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed to the show and leave us a five-star rating positive review. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes completely ad-free and uncensored, head to gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. All right. So so the first question we got today is from Rashab. Dominic Cruz kept saying it this past Saturday. Go to the body more. What's the worst body shot that you've ever felt? And what's the worst one that you've ever given to somebody? Love the show, guys. The worst? Yeah, I mean... (sighs) There's two that spring to mind. There's one that, uh, it's funny, I mentioned Kendall Grove. I remember going one, two, left up to the body in sparring and the poor guy. It, it was like he'd been shot in the head. I love Kendall, so I shouldn't be talking shit. It was like, he just, he, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Kendall. But in my mind, I'm like, that was sweet. And then another time, uh, former Bellator champion, Alexander Shlomenko, we were sparring. And the thing with Shlomenko, when we used to spar, and it was good to get ready for a fight as long as he didn't get injured because he spars hard. Anytime you spar Shlomenko, it's a fight. It's a fight, you know? And we used to spar quite regularly back in the day when I first moved here. In fact, we used to spar all the time, but it was like, okay, it's on because he's a tough little bastard. He was the Bellator champion. So many fights. And uh, we, we used to have some proper good wars, you know what I mean? And he didn't really speak English either. But I remember it used to go hard. I'm like, oh, you want to go fucking hard, do you? Stepping, stepped in, spun, spinning back kick, poof, right to the stomach, dropped on the vault. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. So they're the ones I've landed. <laughs> but uh, we started with those. I've, I've taken a few good body shots over the years. I can't think if there was necessarily one in a fight that impacted me majorly. But sparring, yeah, you get caught with them all the time. All the time. Harrington, I was, go on. I was going to ask you, uh, where do you rank? Because uh, I personally watched this one. When you landed on Lewis to the liver and dropped him against the cage <laughs> and I, over. Why didn't <laughs> I say that one? Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you know what? I haven't spoke about this, but you know when, uh, uh, and shout out Lewis, I'm not being mean here. He's got a good sense of humor. Uh, when I when we did that show, Tales from the Octagon, um, uh, uh, uh what, how was it now? Because you know the footage of when I punched Lewis in the body shot and he drops on the floor. Uh, I, I played that on stage. That was like part of the thing. So what I do is I come out and I say, I say, a oh, round of applause for Lewis J. Gomez. I told you it was funny. I said, hey, just think if I was half as good at fighting as he is at telling jokes, I might have ended up fighting for Bellator, right? And then I get a little laugh. <laughs> and then I go, I said, no, 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 seriously, Lewis is pretty good. And then it comes up on the big screen, me dropping him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a cunt trick, but it's funny. Sorry, YouTube. We're going to demonetize this for that one. Brian put a little, a little horn sound oh, yeah, over that it. word. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Shout out, Lewis. Uh, Brian, what else we got, buddy? All right. So we have a question here from Eric Davis from West Virginia and definitely not from Wisconsin. He wanted to make a note. Last time he, I said <laughs> Wisconsin and he was like, motherfucker. What up, BYM crew? Eric here from West Virginia. Just a quick question for you guys. If you could go back in history and reverse the outcome of one fight, not your own fights, has to be any other fight. But if you could go back and reverse the outcome, whether that be because you really hated to see this fighter lose or you really wanted to see this fighter move on and fight uh, for a title or whatever the implication may be, what fight would you choose to reverse the outcome of? 
Mine personally, I really fucking hated seeing Robbie Lawler get knocked out by Tyrone Woodley and lose his title. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Mm, yeah, good one. Good one. But to be fair, credit where credit's due. You know, Tyrone caught him, you know. Have a, oh God, nothing springs to mind straight away. What have you got, Harrington? You got anything on I the mean, tip of your the, tongue? The obvious one to me is uh, John Jones, right? Like that, the one loss on John Jones' record is a, a DQ for a 12-6 elbow. That's like, that's the only blemish on the greatest fighter of all time's career. So like the only thing mm. that's putting uh, 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 not a round number in, in the losing side of the column. So I think just given how badly, uh, you know, how much he was winning that fight and how much it, it did not factor into the outcome of the fight, that's one that should be changed. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and as he was asking the question, my mind went to this, but I've been trying to think of something better. But it was Anderson Silva and Chris Weidman, you know, because Anderson Silva was so dominant as the champion and he started getting overconfident, complacent and goofing around like he always used to do, you know. And when doing so, he got caught off that punch off Weidman, which ended one of the most, le well, the most legendary run that we ever had in the UFC, not taken away from Weidman. God bless him. Do you know what I mean? That, that's Anderson's fault and Weidman did the right thing. But like after such an inspirational and incredible run for it to end because of goofing around like that. And I would have liked to have seen how it went down if he fought properly and Anderson wasn't dicking about and had the leg not snapped in the rematch. You know what I'm saying, Brian? I was actually thinking that when he said the question. But to get some extra points here, I'm going to say on. George St. Pierre, Michael Bisping. Oh, my God. Jeez, well, thank you, Brian. And you did just gain yourself some extra points there. Nicely played. <laughs> There's so many, so many things went wrong in that fight. Not only were my ribs broken or the cartilage all tore a few days before the fight, which was bad. There was a lot of other stuff going on. But then even in, and, and I had one eye, uh, my cup, I don't think we've spoke about this. I had this old metal cup, this tie, the jock strap that I would have it. And I had it for years and it was in the cupboard in the garage. And I just got that out and I should have replaced it. And mid-fight, the jockstrap rips, and I've got a big metal heavy cup swinging around in my shorts, right, right before I got knocked out. And it was in between rounds. I'm like, oh, fuck it, it'll be fine. Just stuck it in my underpants, and it all came loose again. It was still in the jockstrap, but it was swinging around in my shorts. It was such a bloody distraction. There was so much shit went wrong in that fight. But it's not an excuse. Jockstrap gate. <sighs> Jockstrap gate. Exactly. Anyway, that's the show, guys. Big thanks to everyone that joined us. Uh, big thanks to Block Acid because the, the interviews that we received today, uh, they're all obviously uh, a part of the NFT drop. So, you know, when people have something to plug, we got to let them plug them. That's why they come on and give us their time and uh, let us do the interview. So don't slag me off going, oh, what is it, a big advert for Block Acid? They have stuff to plug. So thank you, Block Asset. All the best with the NFT drop. Uh, Glover, all the best this weekend. Jamal, Anthony Smith, Gregory, Benil, who else? Gilbert. Gilbert. Harrington. Brian. All right. <laughs> en enjoy the fights this weekend. Anything to say? Any parting words of wisdom, Brian? And yeah, I'm sure you've got something there. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right. Harrington, what have you got? Parting words of wisdom. Guys, pay-per-view. There's a pay-per-view fight. There is a title fight this weekend. We have been starved a month without UFC action. Take it in. Enjoy it. Bask in the glory of Glover DeShare nice. versus Jamal Hill. He meant station.
<laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for watching the show. We appreciate you all. We'll be back on Monday with Anthony Smith and a couple of guests. Enjoy your weekend.